podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Two house. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's going to want to be up in that shorts. Hello. Hey. What's going on? Nothing. How, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm super. I, uh, I haven't talked to you since before the new year. So happy new year. Oh, happy new year and happy little Christmas. Happy little Christmas. Why is it a happy little Christmas? I don't know. Didn't that also pass little Christmas? Little Christmas. Oh, you call it little Christmas. I wasn't sure if there was like another holiday around there that I didn't know about. Like Christmas for little people or something. Oh, no, no. That's a different episode. Oh. Um, Well, happy little Christmas to you too. Um, I'm uh, really depressed. I just want to come out and just start off with that because just so you know what my mood is. Um, I'm actually in a really uh, okay mood and and I'm in a better mood than I've been in probably in weeks. So I totally relate to you. Yeah, like, no, I'm like, seriously, like, what is even the point of this? Yeah, and in this podcast, too. Or were you talking about life in general or were you talking about this? life. Oh, okay. I think every day about what is the point of life, yeah. Yeah, I get really, like, especially this time of year, I get really, like, down in it. Yeah, no, I, me too. I was, like, uh, just thinking the other night, like, I really, you know, wish sometimes that nobody cared if I died or not so I could just die. Which is, Wait. okay, that's really depressing, okay? I'm, I'm said, not I suicidal. That, I'm sorry, but I had that thought today, too. I had that fucking thought today. I just had to put that in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so call the suicide hotline if uh, we're triggering you at this point in time. But... Is this seasonal depression making you suicidal? It, yeah, I think that's what it is. Because I, I'm only in the second week of my menstrual cycle, so it's not PMS. Yeah. And I haven't, like, ventured outdoors a lot because it's fucking cold out. So, yeah, it's probably seasonal depression. But, uh, yeah, and just, I was just like, oh, my God. And then even I was like, I normally don't like, I don't like calling people. I don't like talking to people on the phone. I don't either. I never do. It's really annoying. I know. And, like, and even though, like, for some reason... I call and talk to you on the phone for this podcast and it never really bothers me. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm okay with it. But actually tonight I got like anxiety about it. Like, oh, about calling sorry. you. I know. I I'm, get anxiety about this a lot too. And I'm just telling you, I don't know why, but I'm in like a better mood today. I've been in a while. So that's I great. Was looking forward to talking. Uh, but, um, yeah, actually earlier on today, I was like thinking, I, I seriously was like thinking about the people in my life uh-huh. that like, I would not, you know what I mean? That I wouldn't do that to. Yeah. Like, I'm like, so which people, at what point in my life, like which people have to be dead? Like my whole family, everyone I know before I can just be like, all right, like that's it. Mm-hmm. 
You know? <laughs> yeah, when I was thinking about it too, uh, which I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it last night and I um, asked Gus, I was like, would you really be that upset if I died? <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, fucking twat. That's, that's exactly what he said, pretty much. Um, yeah, you asshole. <laughs> and, and I told him, I was like, yeah, it's just really annoying because um, like, you just want to die sometimes and you like, you know... Uh, not that this is so fucked up, but you know, but today I was thinking about it anyway. Let's just move on from that complicated conversation. But like today I was thinking about it again, and then I was like, well, if I was on a desert island, I would kill myself for sure because there's yeah. nobody around. So, yeah, like, yeah, and That's like, yeah, and then I started thinking of the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, yeah. and I was like, yeah, why did that guy not kill himself? Like, that's just because like. Because some people have, like, this fucking, like, will to live. And some people don't, I think. You know, it's, like, the pe- the difference between people who are, like, super, super pro-life. And they're, like, life is a gift. Like, you can't take that away from a person. Yeah. Like, and I'm, like, you know, it's, it's a gift and a curse. Like, whatever. It's not that, you know, you're born to die, so. Well, I mean, I guess also, I mean, if you're on it deserted island and you have food and everything like that and you know you seem to be living pretty easy uh maybe then you know not kill yourself but like you know um i seem to recall in that movie that uh he had a lot of trials and tribulations and he probably should have killed himself but it was a beautiful island it was it was a beautiful island and he got ripped and tan and and blonde it was a good life he had wilson he had Wilson. Exactly. Yep. Well, see, that's why he didn't kill himself then. If we answered yep. our, answered the question, because yeah. Wilson would have been really upset. His, yeah, his psyche created this other person to basically make him survive. In any case, uh, welcome to, your, to Two Hosts from Delco. I have been recording this conversation, which you probably, you knew that already, but... I, I totally did. Um, but uh, this is I a podcast, and uh, we we haven't done... We were we, we typically do bi-weekly. We haven't done it bi-weekly because we were having, like, scheduling differences, and... Um, in any case, this is the first episode. I think this is episode, like, 16. Uh, and then I was thinking, too, because I'm, like, really depressed and, like, I'm, like, I, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. And I was, like, we should do, we should set a number of episodes and just, like, quit the podcast. Like, yeah. like maybe if we make it to, like, I feel like 100 episodes. Okay. Like, why don't we just do 100 episodes and then just end it? That's fine. Okay. Because, you know, um, I just, like, really got overwhelmed thinking about this podcast going on and on and on and then scheduling every two weeks and everything like that and, like, being, like, oh, doing this every two weeks. And, like, it just feels so much better to me to be, like, oh, it's ending this time. There's an ending point. That's fine. I, you know, I'm down for whatever, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, and if, I like it. I like it. I feel like it helps my depression. To see, talk to you. oh, I, I like talking to you too, but I don't need a podcast to talk to you. You know, well, that's true. But oh, it gives us an excuse. It does. We actually have been talking with each other way more often than we did before. Yeah. Um. So I like talking to you too. 
Um, so, but, you know, after we do 100 episodes, I'll, we're, we're going to go back to talking to each like, other every, every two months. Every out, two maybe, months. Every yeah. two or three months. We're yeah, just going to have to. I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. Like um, normal 30-year-old women, I just turned 38. Yes, happy post-birthday yeah. to you. Happy Whatever. little birthday to you. Little birthday. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Um, so is yeah, it... I turned 38. Like, the super exciting age of fucking 38. Is that depressing, or... Yeah, it is. I had the volume it's down. It's depressing for me. I feel really, um... It's like... But it's not... It's more what I'm experiencing in life, and, like, just seeing... I guess now that whatever, I've been, like, aware of the world for, like, let's say 35 years. Uh-huh. Or 30 years. And, like, just how much I've seen the world change and how I can relate to my parents and how I can imagine myself being in my 60s because, like, it's not that far away. And, like, I have to be, like, I have to be, like, oh, my God, like, what's, how much money am I going to have when I'm old because am I going to be able to work? Like, that's, like, real things now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that fucking shit is really depressing, too. Yeah, I mean, well, look at your parents. They can't retire. Yeah, most people, my, I mean, a lot of people can't retire. <laughs> my mom's drive drives a, a short bus full of uh, handicapped and mentally challenged children to pay the bills. Like, and I she's, didn't know she's doing that. Yeah, she's like 72 years old driving a school bus. Man. And, well, she likes it, though. She really loves yeah, it. Yeah, a lot so, of people yeah. like to stay active. I think, yeah. you know, most, both of my parents, I mean, my dad loves his job. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he'll ever want to stop working. Yeah. Um, and my mom likes her job a lot, too. You know, like, I wouldn't, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's a really, really good job. And, like, she doesn't have problems with it. She mm-hmm. doesn't have problems there. And I think it, like, will continue to keep her, you know, just like doing stuff going out of the house yeah i mostly think about um like for instance like i clean houses and that actually doesn't even barely pay my bills yeah and as you age it's like a really physical job so it's not a job that you can like you can really age into and it's also not a job that you can even save money for retirement with And that is a crushing anxiety that I face every single day. Yeah, that tech is, is, has some of those same characteristics. Which I actually think that's fucked up for as much people, how, how expensive going to the vet is. We've talked about this before, um, in the cats and dogs episode, if anyone wants to go check out that episode and, um, listen to Maureen talk about her great job there. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, but I feel like you should get paid more. I think it's ridiculous that, you know, you're working a 40-hour work week and you don't make enough money to pay rent. Yeah, I I think it's really fucked up that you are cleaning people's houses and you're in there and, like, seeing all their shit and, uh like, you're entrusted with that, too. You know what I mean? There's, like, a lot of, um, it should be, it should pay more, Yeah. You know? I mean, really, the problem with cleaning houses is there's only so many you can do in a day. Right. Um, because I think the hourly wage is okay. I really think I should get I should get paid for my commute, though. And I also yeah. think I should get a paid lunch, but maybe that's asking for too much. But Yeah, a lot um, of places don't give a paid lunch anymore. Yeah, like, I definitely think 
you should pay people who are doing physical labor, you should pay them to do a lunch because that's actually a really important part. If you want me to do a good job is that I'm, um, well fed because you burn a lot of energy plus I'm riding my bike all around the city. I ride my bike an average of like 10 miles a day all around the city. So I need to eat a goddamn lunch and I think I should be paid for it. But in any case, let's, okay, this is, this is really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) So if you made it this far. But yeah, but also I feel like a, like in my late thirties, I just feel like a huge giant loser, you know? Uh, Oh yeah, me too. I mean, there's people younger than me that are so much more successful than I am. Like I draw comics and I was actually looking at my comics from 10 years ago because people were doing that. Everyone's doing the 2009-2019 challenge. Yeah. Have you been seeing this? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, whatever. I still look just as hot as I did when I was 25. So it's not even a thing. But um, So that's not really impressive. But I was looking at my drawings. And um, my drawings like sucked 10 years ago. In comparison to how good they are today. And... I still am not really, I don't think that they're that good. I still think I have, like, obviously they're not that good. I'm, I'm published on, like, a blog, but I don't have, like, a book publisher or anything like that. And I was like, how pathetic is that? Like, 10 years ago I was drawing, like, these shit drawings. And then there's people who are, like, in their 20s that are, like, drawing even better than I am now. It's just, like, really depressing. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. Well, what can you do? You're not talented. Basically, that's what I have to come to terms with. See, I think that you're being weird and you've been... <sighs> this is how you've always talked about yourself. Well, I would just like to turn the existential crisis of your own birthday, turning 20, 38, onto myself and talk yeah, about my own... Yeah, you have until own, August. My, my, I know. I mean, I got till August, but... You know, I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it. Um, but you're like my best friend and you turn 38. It's like I turn 38. You know, it's not. It's like we share birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Like, you know, I'm with you. Like when you turned 18, uh, you got yeah. me cigarettes all the time. And <laughs> it was like I was 18 when you turned 18. Because I didn't. Exactly. I had somebody. 20 getting... years ago. Yeah. In the 90s. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We should probably um, do a 90s episode. Oh, good idea. All right, I'll put that on the list, 90s episode. Um, the, But I guess we're we're doing, this is like a recap recap because Maureen and I, we haven't talked in like, you know, over two weeks. So um, the past 10 minutes of this conversation, you're just going to, if you're listening and you're still listening, you're just going to have to get the fuck over it. Okay? Like nothing guess, funny guess has what? happened. Guess oh. what I had for my birthday. What it? What did guess, you get? What, guess what we ate. We ate fish uh, tacos. <laughs> shrimp tacos? No, fish tacos. Fish tacos. Fish Lesbian. tacos. Lesbian. Okay, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking. Way to get. Bring it back to. Uh, you know the offensive nonsense that we do here. <laughs> Um, two hosts no, and Delco. They made beautiful fish tacos and they were so good. And you know what? It took me until being 38 years old to ask for fish tacos because I, I can't order them at a restaurant. Uh-huh. Like, I'll ask. <laughs> um, 
so this was like a big step for me in my maturity level to be able to just say, yeah, like, yes, please, we'll have fish tacos. Instead, I said, said fish tacos the whole night, didn't laugh once. It was very mature. Wow. You didn't laugh once, huh? Not once. Did you laugh very mature. afterwards? Very mature. Well, now I'm laughing. I've just laughed right now. But no, I've been very mature about it the entire time. That's really great. I'm happy yeah, for I'm you. Yeah, I'm doing good. 38. 38 is really great. Um, so, uh, the way two hosts from Delco's work, um, uh, Maureen likes to eat fish tacos and we do three sections of the podcast. We do a apology section, which is followed by a quick section that I just added, um, the last episode called racist confessions. And then there is after racist confessions, we do a recap of the following of the previous episode and then we actually get into the actual topic which um i wonder how many people actually make it to the topic section of the podcast that's my problem with the format but you know whatever please please um comment review us uh let us know if you actually listen to the podcast to the actual topic of the podcast we'd we'd like to know you could tweet at us uh, my Twitter handle is at Beth Heinley, which is B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y, and it's all lowercase, no space. You could also find me on Twitter by searching Heine Ho. And then Maureen is on Twitter at Mocom99, which is capital M, lowercase c, lowercase, oh wait, lowercase oh, o, lowercase just- c-u-m-m-99. Oh, wait, no, no there's... No, shit, that was completely wrong. It is Ugh. at symbol mm-hmm. M-O-C-U-M-9-9. That's it. And there's no capital letters. It's all lowercase. No, it's fuck you. Fuck your capital letters. Um, and uh, you can just tweet at us and let us know if you actually listen to Two Hosts from Delco up until we get to the actual topic of the episode, which the topic of the episode today is... Horror. 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 And uh, basically what we'll be talking about is our favorite horror movies. We're going to talk about the horror general, the horror genre in general. And our special guest today is John McCabe. And um, his full name is Jonathan, actually, but he goes by John. John. J-O-N, just like in uh, the Garfield comics. Garfield, aww. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe we both love Garfield. We both love Garfield. We both know that John in Garfield is spelled with J-O-N. Hell yeah, I mean, that was my favorite comic when I was little. Everyone's always, If you anyone know. ever asked me... Why you like comics? How'd you get into comics? I'm not gonna say Superman. It's Garfield. That's how I got yeah. into comics. Anyway. And the Far Side, Gary Larson. Oh yeah, I like the Far Side too. Yeah. That was that was like I was raised on that. My dad I was really into that. Was not into Calvin and Hobbes. Although Me neither. I get the fan base. I think it's great, you know, great like thirty eight, but uh i it's very it's too it's too boy it's too boyish for me yeah i never i never grasped the hold of the appeal it's too like whatever it's like 
Alright, everyone get over it. He's ripping off Winnie the Pooh, but he's doing, like, deep philosophical, you know, meanings of life shit. That's, you know... Uh, well, I guess uh -huh. Winnie, Winnie the Pooh does that. I guess. I don't know. Oh. I'm not a big reader of either. Or I either. actually... I did like Winnie the Pooh when I was little. I did. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is alright. Mm -hmm. I remember watching a Winnie the Pooh cartoon as a child. I wanted Tigger to be my favorite character... Because he was the, like the closest thing mm. to a cat, but he was mm -hmm. actually just really annoying, though. So annoying. So that Bouncing was disappointing. All the time. But you know what? I also waste of a cat Eeyore. character. Eeyore if you was ask just me. Fucking awful. What? Eeyore was horrible. He was well. He was. Uh, you know, he's me right now in mid January. I'm Eeyore. I, I know. So he but was terrible, still, but I still hated him. Yeah, he was terrible, but super relatable. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. I totally get, you know, why he's like that. I, I must have hated him because I hate that part of myself. Yeah, you, you were like looking in the mirror. You're projecting. Yeah. Um, And also, Eeyore is like a good example of, uh, you know, yeah, you hated him because who wants to hang out with someone who's like all depressed yeah. like that? Exactly. You know? That's what I didn't like. Which like, is... he wasn't entertaining to me, so yeah. he was useless. Um, for my narcissistic supply. Honestly, he could have used whatever Tigger was on. I know, right? It's we could both like, use that right now. They they need a pharmacy up in those woods. Yeah, right? Christopher Robin needs to be handing out some perks and shit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, well, handing out perks, Christopher Robin. Way to go, Beth. Nice one. Way to take it to the next fucking level. That would actually, that's like what a depressed person would want, actually. I know. That's what like, they that would ask like, for. They wouldn't ask for doing... something reasonable like Zoloft or something. They'd be like, nah, man, nah, just give me the perks. <laughs> and I want to do him in the woods with a talking bear. Whose tail keeps falling off. Yeah, right? Alright, so... But I want to do my perks there. And, uh... So, uh, let's let's get into... Uh, the, the last episode of Two Hosts from Delco was called... Um, we did Accents with Tashambe Herbert. And, uh... We, uh... It, we, we did some accents, and so... Uh, obviously, we have some apologies that we need to... Uh, <laughs> Topic, yeah so off the bat for the apology section i just want to say that i am sorry for all the bad accents that were also like might have come off racist yeah you know uh apologize. you know it's not i mean How we i mean i asked you to do an asian accent you know i you asked you to do, me to do accents you knew what was gonna happen. I was kind of setting you up, so actually, I should I should apologize. Old, What's that? I'm 38 years old. Um, what my worldviews have are now like have become like considered racist. I feel like. Oh yeah, no. Once you, I think uh, actually, it's like the from my experience, it's like once you're past 25. You think? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like once I pass 25, all of a sudden. 
I was like, yeah, like my worldviews are racist and um, I'm constantly being called out for being a dumb white bitch all the time. And it started around when I was 25. I just took that as, like, I was more involved in the world as an adult at that time, but maybe there maybe there were changes. No, there, there were. And, like, even actually once I turned 30, I mean, there was so many changes. Like, I yeah. was just learning about, like, um, you know, referring to myself as cisgendered versus, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I was just learning about all that stuff. I had, I was just beginning to offend people in email by, by um, talking to them within the wrong pronoun. I, I would get emails oh all goodness. the time. Yeah, I would get emails all the time. Like, I don't go by that pronoun. Sometimes nicely from people and sometimes not nicely from people. You know um, what? There's no way that I would know, okay? And that's, I'm, and you know what? I'm going to say this is going to be like, oh, no. That's what she had compared us to dogs. Look, I'm not fucking comparing people to dogs with what I'm about to say, but I'm a veterinary technician, Uh and, like, if you name your dog Bob, and it's a girl, and I call your, and I say, like, good boy, Bob, that's your fucking fault. People yell at me because, like, they name their dog, like, Chance, and I'm, like, and they give it a pink collar. And I'll be like, come here, girl. And they're like, mm-hmm. it's a boy. Like, yeah. okay, how, the problem is you didn't tell me. You, yeah. Like, there's no social cue. Like, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to keep telling people if you insist on being called they all the time. You're, yeah. You just have to keep telling people, and I'm sorry for that, but you yeah. don't. I mean, one of my favorite adventure cats that I follow on Instagram, um, it's a boy, and his name is Winnie. Well, but I would probably be like, look at that sweet girl. Well, you know, like it's a boy. Speaking of Winnie, I mean, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is a boy. Yeah. Wow. I I, I just wonder yours is a girl. Wow. So Winnie is actually a gender neutral name. So I should name. Well, my friend, a friend of mine just had a baby girl and named her Billy, which is a That's boy's adorable. name. adorable. Yeah. I love that. Which uh, is was her father's name. So she named the baby after her father. And so it's Billy. And actually, like, there's a lot of girls named Billy. Like Billy Holiday. Oh, wow. Yep. It's, it seems weird, but then when you think about it, it's actually not weird at all. So, Maureen, why don't you just get over... Get over it. There's a lot of bobs out there that are. What about oh, Bob? No. You can name your dog whatever you. I don't yeah. give a. Sh- I don't. You name your dog whatever you want. Just don't yell at me because I guess wrong about the pronoun. Well, I That's think. Thing. I'm pretty if sure. If you give me social cues that your dog's a boy, then uh-huh. I'm gonna choose the pronoun him. Like that's probably where I'm gonna go with it. Well, chance is. I would. I think chance, chance is, is a gender, gender neutral. Gender neutral dog name, by the way. I I actually don't know a human being named Chance. I think that would be cute for a boy. Oh, well, it's a good thing you're not having children. I know it is. I have the worst name. Um, so like Doctor Gonzo. Doctor Gonzo. I didn't actually make that name up. You wouldn't. Actually. You wouldn't name a human child Doctor Gonzo. Oh man, I sure would. Uh-huh. I'd be like, you're named after my cat, honey. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so on onwards to the apology section. We kind of went off uh, way off there. Why, why did we even talk about? Oh, we were, I was just talking about how I started to uh, realize my closed-minded uh, views when I was twenty-five. So that's how we got into that. So yeah, mine were that was like thirty-five for me. I uh, I wanted to apologize to you, Maureen, for I know you don't like this, right? But I was bullying you a lot during the apology section. Yes. Uh, that's because you're a big bully. Yeah, and I just want to say I'm sorry about that. I don't know. I feel like when we talk to each other over the phone versus in person that I begin to just objectify your voice. Like you just kind of become my phone. And because of that, because I can't see your face, I just, uh, I just go, I just go off on you. And I just don't even care. Like I'll, I could say anything to you and it doesn't bother me. You're a fucked up person. Well, there's just, you know, I mean, you're just a computer, computerized voice to me right now. Because we're not. Yeah, well, we are all just living in a simulation and none of it matters. <clears throat> um. Oh, uh, someone wrote me and said, Beth, how do you stay so wo- woke? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> so woke. Were and, you sarcastic? Uh, I'm not. Someone wrote in and, and asked this. Um, and I thought, I put it in the apology section because uh, I'm the one who leads the apology section. But in any case, I would say that I'm so woke because of, first off, you, the audience, who writes in and tells me when I say and do things wrong, which from that point is like a learning experience, you know, and then I learn about ways that I am offensive and um, should apologize. And then, you know, I learn from that and then I, um, I might do it again, you know, I mean... Yeah, I'm not perfect. And that means your apology is not sincere, though. You know, that's bullshit. Um, secondly, I, I'm on Tumblr. So from being on Tumblr, I learn a lot about um, sexism and racism and, um, and homophobia and all that sort of stuff through Tumblr. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. I, uh, oh, uh, I guess I, I lied in the past episode. I happened to lie a lot. Um, but in the last episode, I, I lied about how many miles I rode my bike to, uh, the monkey club. And I, I mean, I don't remember how many miles I said I rode, but I would say, and I'm telling the absolute truth, um, now at this point, I would say that I rode five miles to the monkey club i think it's a five mile bike ride four maybe maybe four between four and five miles yeah but you had diarrhea so yes i did i didn't lie about that way more miles uh joe patco 69 wrote in and he just said it just is like one sentence and this is all he wrote he said don't question my loyalty oh joe patco yeah 69 so I have no idea what that's about because it was so long ago, but okay, Joe. Um, okay, Joe, be loyal. I don't know to who. So we were just... We won't question it. We were describing the, the Delco accent 
because, you know, this is two hosts from Delco, and we were talking about accents, so obviously that's, we know the most about the Delco accent. But we kept on referring to it as lazy. And yeah. I, I wanted to point out that the fact that we did that, is, that's classist. And we shouldn't call the Delco, don't let anyone call the Delco accent a lazy accent, because that's them being classist. What, are you thinking of it as like a Cockney accent or something? No, uh, we were just saying it's, I don't know, like, I guess we were saying it was lazy in a way that... I think that it's a lazy, yeah, I think it sounds like lazy talking because we're always talking flat and be like, yeah. Yeah. But you said you feel like it's the opposite of lazy because there's a lot of extra syllables that happen as well, so... <laughs> You yeah, know, but I guess it's a trade-off. But I saying like that it's, it's neutral, maybe it's energy neutral. Saying that it's lazy, using lazy as a descriptor, just sounds like you're saying like we're poor workers, and that's why we'll always be poor white trash because we're no, lazy. No, that was your brain that made that up. Uh-huh. Um, you think that, and I just think that it's lazy talking because it sounds like I'm too lazy okay. to like really enunciate my vows. I'm talking about energy level, not socioeconomic status. Okay. What about nonchalant? As Sure. If you like that word better, fine. Let's it's say because. the Delco accent is nonchalant. Nonchalant accent. Yeah. Okay. Um... You know what? I uh, that's that's it. That's all I have for the Good. apology section. Okay, Good. so let's get into. So much. You're such a woman. Racist confessions. Racist confessions. So, uh, this is a staple racist confession that um, has been bothering me for a few for like four years now. I think it's been okay. And okay. it involves both you and I, although honestly it was more under my instruction. But you and I, uh, sometimes Marine and I get together and we do like cosplay photo shoots. And we cosplay as things, not as like um, uh, superheroes and stuff for like comic book characters, which is most common, or anime characters, which is most commonly what um, people cosplay as. But we cosplay as like, you know, some pop culture, we haven't actually done a pop cultural figure. I want to though. And, or we do, it's just like, it's, it's like identities and, you know, plays on costume. So it's more art. Fashion and and identity. Yeah. And, you know, the culture. Now, this would be a good, once you and I actually do that Patreon for Two Hosts from Delco, we could do private cosplay pictures for our uh, Patreon contributors. That would not be, pictures of our private. No, not private in that way, but like it would be an exclusive, you could get some like cosplay um, pictures and yeah. we, we would do like funny things. But in any case... I, uh, four years ago, you and I cosplayed as Cholas. Cholas. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. And, see, at the time... What's that? So, do you want to unpack Cholas? Yeah, let's unpack Cholas for the listening audience who might not know what a Chola is. But a Chola is a... Well, I mean, are they... Well, so, 
I believe they originated in Los Angeles, uh, the surrounding suburbs and stuff like that. And I think they're Mexican background or Puerto Rican background. Well, well Mexicans and Puerto Ricans would both be mad that you were like getting that confused. Oh shit. You're totally right. Um, well, it's just been a while since I've researched this, but, uh, Latino here, sorry, Latina, Latin American. Latin. Yes. Yeah. So, and oh, actually, you know what? It's Mexican-American. Okay, that's what I meant okay. to say. I'm terribly sorry, Puerto Rican people. I met Mexican-American, and I should have just known that because it was Los Angeles. But, oh, wait, I just said something else racist. Mexicans as well. We are sorry. Yeah, We're sorry, Mexicans. Whatever. I'm sorry, anyway. Mexicans. Um, white bitches being white bitches, I guess. I don't fucking I'm know more, how to like, describe that. There's uh, larger Puerto Rican uh, <laughs> communities in Philadelphia, so I'm just going to say, um, perhaps that's why I said Puerto Rican. I don't, no, I'm an <laughs> asshole. No, I'm an asshole. Puerto Rico. Oh. Listen to me. I'm trying to be open about my racism and I We're can't 38. stop apologizing. <sighs> We're 38. We're 38. Anyway, but, uh, so at this point in time, there was a trend on Tumblr where the chola was like big and everyone was reblogging the chola imagery. And I saw this and it was became like an aesthetic obsession. Uh, and because that's pretty much what Tumblr is about anyway. Um, it's like the pin in interest for um, troubled teens. Anyway, so uh, I, I was seeing this, but what I found, um, which is really amazing, what I love about the Chola is that they're these badass Mexican-American teens and they're women. And uh, they, you know, come from poor neighborhoods, working class neighborhoods, but they're, they're, they, and their clothes, they're buying from like corner stores in their neighborhoods and stuff like that. But they look so stylish. They look... Yeah, like their fashion is amazing. Yeah. Their, and their makeup is amazing. Their makeup is amazing and like just the identity of it all and the identity of it all. What the fuck am I even saying? But you know what, you know what I'm getting at. Well, the yeah, Chola is like... Also, I remember talk, like talking about like the power, you know, it's a, the, the whole image is like she's like a badass bitch. Exactly. Like she's like tougher than a dude. Tougher than a like dude. Hot doing it. And they hang out in gangs. And I mean, I imagine a lot of them make out with each other as well. Mm, I would like to imagine that. Sure. Yeah, it might That's be fine. just me imagining that. But That's okay. Um, in any I'm case, uh, they're badasses, right? And I, what, what, but also what I noticed the connection there—a connection. Yes, I'm a white woman, but I, I connected with them on this level coming from a working class background and going to a school where, where uh, in high school, when this trend was in my high school, which right, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so like when I was seeing it, it was also for me, it was kind of nostalgic seeing, um, the lip liner and the eye or and the eyebrows and the really like slick back hair and the, the mm -hmm. high up ponytail was like a mm -hmm. big, like, it's like, you know, high up ponytail. It was like, however, how high your ponytail was and how long it was yeah. determined like how bad of a bitch you really were. And yeah, yeah. yeah how like terrified I was of those girls in my school, yeah. but terrified, but also like idolized them. And, yeah. but the thing is, uh, there were no Mexican Americans at my school. 
Now, and also, uh, there might have been some Mexican-Americans, but honestly, the girls that I saw with this style were mostly white white girls from Southwest Philly. Like. Like or or like even in some of our suburbs of Delco, some girls were, would dress like this oh, too. Yeah. And it was basically if you dressed like that, if you wore the the heavy lip liner, if you had the high up ponytail, if you wore so much hairspray, like you could like poke someone's eye out. You like were doing this to look tough. So yeah. I was like, but this big was hoop, big hoop earrings. Big hoop earrings. For some reason that couldn't get yanked out of your ear but that's the thing and i was kind of like how did these girls connect to this same thing that these mexican-american girls were connecting to in los angeles and i really think it's a class thing i think it's like yeah. it's like you know the wet and wild makeup kind of yeah like what that's came like first the, the dollar like, makeup or yeah, the the, the lip line yeah and well, that's what I was thinking too. It's like you are—it's taking like what you have access to and making like something awesome. Yeah, and exactly. Making it your own thing. So in that kind of girl power empowerment and the whole nostalgia of that when this was going down, I was like, I want Marina and I to do this cosplay. And um, now, and it was like before. Actually, I wanted us to do this before I even knew what a chola was. And you and I did this knife fight where um, you and I did a performance art piece where we choreographed a, a like B movie knife fight. You know, we even yeah, and we had like real we had like bendy butcher knives and blood bags under oversized white t shirts, and we were wearing the heavy makeup, which was like the tough girl makeup from our high school. And then that night, someone called me a chola in the in the oh. audience. Yeah, so, and I actually had no idea what they were referring to, and I looked it up, and then I was like, all of it came together for me. I was like, wow, and then I saw these connections between class and, like, making fashion with something that's available and creating these, like, badass personas that, like, a wealthy person would never even be close to being as much of a goddess in this way, you know? Right. This badass goddess. You don't need to be rich to be beautiful and powerful. Right. And so then we, and then I, I owned it. So then I was like, oh, okay. So someone called me that and then I just owned it. And then I set up a cosplay later and like owned it. Now though, like, and here's the other thing. We were wearing like a uh, bronzer too, to make our skin darker, which was, yeah. which was also something I actually did do in high school myself because I was really uncomfortable with how many freckles I had and how pale I was. I would wear darker um makeup on my face like Uh all the time I wear bronzer all the time and like Uh um so and I was kind of like am I doing tan am I doing like is that like is it like a black face thing you're saying yeah Yeah, I mean I was thinking about that too I don't I don't I mean yeah I guess so in a sense because if you're talking about specifically the darker makeup to make ourselves look to another race Mm mm-hmm Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Blackface. Yeah. And however, however. The, the whole look, though, itself is a look that can be taken on and off by anyone. So the look and, like, the whole persona and the aesthetic, like, is not, I don't think, offensive, but perhaps the skin tone. Well, I think, again, what it, it um, echoes is, you know, white suburban suburban America, you know, taking on a minority culture's identity. And, and it's something that it's prevalent. 
Like it's, you know, like we uh-huh. also had people in high school, my brother was one of them, where you would call them a the wigger, wigger, which, yeah. The wigger. Yeah. And um, it, they were like in love with black culture and dressed and talked and like did everything. Like Tom even had like fake gold rims like on his car. Like, do you remember yeah. that? Oh my God. That was hilarious on his Honda Civic. And so, I mean... And everyone had a friend like this. It wasn't uncommon, and it wasn't, no. like, just people who hung out together did this all the time. It was, like, you had a friend that, like, would become a wigger. And, like, I feel like that is... I, is that term even, like... How fucked up is that term? Yeah, it's a fucked up term. I mean, fuck. Mm-hmm. So, but, but like, it's... I, I just... It's, like, I remember... Like, some people would just... It would just resonate with them. Exactly. act a certain way. And it was kind of like the way I was thinking about how I wanted to be a chola. I was like, yeah. I'm resonating with this um, minority culture, but at the same time, it's in poor taste because I have, uh, I'm not that, and I'm white. And also, it's like we it ourselves, like, can, you know, it, it is, it's different when you're a white person and I feel like our neighborhoods I'm sure would like it's, it's our neighborhood was not you know a neighborhood in LA you know what I mean like we didn't no. have gun violence and like fights happening you know all well the time. like no we did have happen. knife fights there was fights you know but it was it, it's not like we had all this gang activity or something there were knife fights how, how do you think Tina Fey got that scar on her chin <laughs> so um there were knife fights. I mean, there was definitely violent incidents that happened in Delaware County. However, it's not like our neighborhood was like a gang neighborhood or no, something where no. we had to, you know, where you had like, like a... I had to, I didn't have to walk down the street and fear like getting my ass kicked every day, like into that degree, you know, if you're, you're either a gang or something. Right. Like, you're either in a gang, like, I had to... you're either in a gang or like you're dead. Like, no, we right. did not have Yeah, that. it wasn't and like that. These are, like, real consequences for people in um, poorer neighborhoods, and uh, that's fucked up. So I just want to apologize. And that's my racist confession, is um, that I that did a Chola cosplay, and maybe, I th- I feel like I shouldn't have called it Chola basically because I don't because I, I still don't think I don't think the girls in our high school who were doing that were intentionally doing no. their makeup as a minority I think it was a fashion statement and it was a wet and wild access to what they had and that's what it was I don't think it, they were talking about the chola at all I don't either really but I, I think that though you what you said earlier about it with having that something about that like that appearance and that look and that that like tough girl thing you know that like resonates with some girls yeah you know of any race mm-hmm. yeah so um should I burn the picture should I delete should I delete all the files no because now we talked about it on the podcast so everyone will know because everyone listens um okay well uh, what's your? Besides, what's, by what's, the way, I what? don't feel like my makeup was like really. It was, I don't feel like it was set up to make me look like Mexican. I I 
had some contouring going on in the face. I definitely had, I wore bronzer on my face. Hmm. I did. I don't feel like I did. I feel like I just did a real heavy contour. Um, and... Yeah, but you always, you always wear bronzer on your face. No, that's what I'm saying. I've always done it because I hate how pale my skin is, but it's kind of like, what about the Kardashians? Like, they do that shit too. Are they being, are they doing, you know, some form of blackface? No, no, I don't think every time you put, hold on a second. Okay. I just meant in that specific situation, if you were saying I'm a Tola and painting your face fucking orange, that's racist. Uh I don't think if people use bronzer that they're being racist against Mexicans. Uh Uh-huh. Or um, if they're puffing their lips up when they don't naturally have puffy lips. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's a whole other fucking thing to crack open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, what's your racist confession? I don't, I, when you said that, I was like, I don't really feel like I have one this week. Really? That's surprising. Well, I mean, I do, of course, but, like, I just can't think of anything right now. Like, is it racist that... When you said racist confessions, I looked at my dog and I was like, my dog's black. Yeah. He looks like black grimace. That is racist, actually. Um, Yeah. Totally weird. uh, We had talked about racism in pets before, you and I, actually, on this show. Once again, the cat and dog episode, we talked about this. And actually, I never told you that. Later that night, I went to a party and I met this black dog and his name was Coltrane. And I was about to say that's so fucking racist, but then I realized his his owner was a black man. Uh, they racist on you. So I was like, oh well, he 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 named he's a black man who named his dog after a black man that you know he likes. Who he admires. Yeah. So I know. So I I thank God I kept my fucking dumb white mouth shut. Jesus, that would have been really embarrassing. That's racist. <laughs> to call a black man out on his racism. <laughs> That's fucked up. Anyway. Don't seem okay. <laughs> um, motherfucker. We only have three minutes to do the recaps because we got to call John. And John right. is very punctual. He's going to be upset if I call him late. So uh, the recaps. I wanted to talk about how Circle's uh, Thai food gave me diarrhea as we okay. talked. Well, no, no, no. I, I haven't gone there since and I'll never go back. Okay. I'm not going okay. back to circles. Oh, we're just talking about it again? We're just talking about it again because uh, because one way, uh, besides not ordering from circles ever again, another way to never get diarrhea again is with Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers fresh gourmet meals right to your doorstep. Sick of getting <laughs> diarrhea all the time from having pubes in your meals? Get Blue Apron today. Poop fresh. Promo code blueapron.com forward slash two hose, the number two hose. Blue Apron. Plus the little poop emoji. That's our sponsor for today's uh, podcast, everyone. Uh, And we're really excited to have uh, advertisers on our show because we need to get paid. We need to get paid, okay? And uh, if you are interested in doing advertising uh, and you want a delightful little commercial like I just did, and maybe, Maureen, do you want to do a jingle? Um, For Blue Apron? um, Ding dong! Blue apron, blue apron, liquid. 
Ding dong. Got Blue Apron. Ding dong. Blueapron.com forward slash two hoes from Delco. Promo code two hoes. The number two hoes. Okay, so Twitter. We had so many Twitter interactions because of you, Marine. The only problem was they were all cis white males. All of them. I. um, What's up with that? What? I welcome cis white males. They're they're fine. They're they're fine as long as they're just not being racist, misogynist. Then they're fine. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, you bother me, man. When you say that shit. Anyway, who is who are these cis white males you're talking to on Twitter? Because what are you talking about? Um, it's on your Twitter account. Let me go to it. Um, let's get some mo come up here. Oh, you tweet so much. It's going to take me a minute. That's one, yeah, I don't remember. It's the last uh, accent Ooh, one. Man arrested for allegedly plotting Do to attack some... White House and other national landmarks. Where's your pinned tweet? I thought you pinned it. Which was, I had one of the ones for the show pen. There, no, it's not up there. You unpinned no, it. No, I took it down. I pinned something else that was stupid. I don't know. Twitter sucks. You you got to keep that two hoes from Delco at the top of your account, Marine. I usually do. Where, um... Hold on, I'm almost there. By the way, I'm, I'm uh, farting a lot. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but... Which one? The penis one? No, not the penis one. The accent one. Oh, yeah. I took that down to put the penis one up. Um, we're do- The next episode of Two Hoes, we're doing uh, uh, on penises, everyone. We did. We so, had some talks about some accents with some people on the twat. Where the... F- oh, my God. I can't find it now. So I can't even, like, talk about what... You were, uh, what all those people, anyway, it was, you're, you were talking about accents and, and people, all these people were talking about their accent and, uh, they were all white men. Yeah. Which is Um, we haven't talked about Wawa in a while. Uh, and I just wanted to say that I got to eat at my favorite Wawa so far twice this week. Um, I, uh, get today I got the soup. And some macaroni and cheese, which honestly is just a little too much for me for lunch. But, uh, you know, I, I just had to have the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is too much. What? All right, so, here. Oh, wait. This is on alcoholism. Does it make you sleep? Is that the problem? What? Does it make you sleepy after lunch? Uh, yeah, much. it makes me sleepy. And, yeah, that I, I move a little bit slower because I got all this mac and cheese in my tummy. Oh, in the belly. It's just too heavy. But I, I just, some days I can't resist. Um, there's, oh yeah, there's a new Wawa that opened up, a mega Wawa, the largest Wawa in history of the universe that opened up on, uh, in, I don't know, it's in Old City, I think. All right, three pins. Is it the Accents one? Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's see. I mean. Oh, there's only like oh, one comment. Okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah, this is a different one than all the other comments. Were Michael. On. Let's see, Michael. 
Um, I actually, I can't tell what his ethnicity is. So I guess it's really not fair for me to, to call him a white man. But, uh. I think you're paying way too much attention to people's race and gender. Um, anyway, he said, I'm from Philly. You ever had a wood or ice or wood or ice? I think it's important to pay attention to white males and call them out on every everything. God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we didn't really recap the alcoholic episode. Oh, well. Uh, we forgot to do reviews. Uh, well, that doesn't matter that we haven't done any. Because if you please, please write in and review our podcast. We will read your revi- review over the podcast that's isn't that cool isn't that begging you please review us we we if you don't review us nobody like will can see our show like because that's how apple works and not you know not that we really care about um apple but and i actually don't even understand how it works on soundcloud but if but uh, we would like to to get some feedback okay we want to know if uh we're funny or if we're not funny or if, uh, you know, we totally suck. So just get in and review us. Um, and this is weird. I wrote down here, did a little research on how two white women can talk in a podcast without interrupting each other. So I listened to Jenny McCarthy's podcast. Just kidding. I wouldn't even listen to it as a joke. So I guess I wrote this joke and uh, whatever. Oh, I did get some feedback actually from a listener wrote in to me and said that our logo sucks and it looks too blue collar. I like our logo. Yeah. How does it look blue collar? Uh, I guess they're being they're saying it looks working class. Well, I guess we're from Delco, so fuck you. Well, I mean, exactly. Like, you know, you can't take the Delco out of the graphic designer, okay? I can't help it, you know? It's like, I'm from Delco, I'm going to graphic design shit like I'm from Delco, okay? So that's what our logo is. Yeah, please. Everyone, Everyone keep writing in. Keep giving us your feedback, please. All right. Um, All right. Here's some, here you go. Here's the other one. It's pin now. The oh. other accent. So this comment. is so Michael. I'm sorry for pointing out that you're a white male. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Maureen. What's the other one? Um. It's the not, I don't know. Am I supposed to say people's names on here? Well, it's just they're like first off, they're not even real names, really. If you think. Oh about yeah, it. I guess you're right. That's stupid. So Jonathan Hex three said. Well, I said. I'm, as a 38-year-old woman, going to read you my Twitter. I said, special guest Deshambe says, Delco accent is not lazy. And I said, tell us about your accent below. And Jonathan Hex said, no takers. I'll go next after y'all. I'm See? not sure I got one. I traveled too much throughout my youth and middling years. Mm-hmm. Now my accent is generic American. Though I have a small affectation, I've noticed, based on which region I'm in. So I have a bad answer. And then there's a picture of animal. Okay, you know what? We're getting screwed, and we're the lucky ones who have insurance. I don't even need to see oh, a picture. Wait, no, it's the whole thing. Yeah, what? I don't even need to see a picture or anything. I know that this is a white male. I know it from from okay. this everything. 
And that's why they're triggering to me. They upset me. Oh my God, you're an asshole. No, he's an asshole who travels around so much and doesn't have an accent anymore. Oh, isn't that nice? He said, I probably say every word in a weird way and type like a little word Fonteroy to boot. Oh, and I like, he's like, he's like no takers in the beginning. He, he, I'm being funny because no one's commenting on your Twitter. You think you're funny? And then this, wait, here's another white male for you who said to Jonathan. Wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I want to guess from what they say if they're a white male or not. Okay, go ahead. You're an interrupter. True. Go ahead. Um, Not interrupting. James W.J. Robinson said, LOL, live. Your accent is a mix of Southern and Philadelphian. And then... Wait, he said that... Really, oh, that's his friend. There's a gritty meme. There's a gritty meme that uh-huh. they put on there. Yeah, white dudes love gritty. So do you. I'm a white woman. Yeah. I love gritty. Good. Mm-hmm. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should we should call John. He's going to get mad. Yeah, asshole. All right, uh, this is the first time I'm doing a three-way call on my uh, phone. That's really On hot. my iPhone. I've only done, the last time I've done a three-way call, everyone, is in uh, high school, okay? And speaking of what we've been through when it comes to technology, in high school, Marina and I talked on telephones with cords to yeah, each other. Yeah, cords. And you had to have, like, a long enough cord to get in a different room from your parents. Yeah, and, like, the way you would three-way call is you would, like, you would, like, tap and, like, and, like, you would hear the dial tone. But the other person just never hangs up. I don't know. It's magic. And then you <laughs> call the other person. And then when they pick up, then you tap again. And then the other person's there still. It is so cool. And then, That's actually, cool. you know what I hated about it, though? Sometimes... I'm pretty sure people did three-way call phone phone calls with me, but like. Um, Can you call this person, please? They, I'm I'm learning how to three-way call on my phone while I'm talking. <laughs> so I, anyway, I'm pretty sure the people three-way called with me, but the third person would stay silent. Did you ever do that to someone, Marine? Ah, uh, probably. I don't remember. All right, wait, hold on. So I'm sure I, I got into some hijinks like that at some point. <laughs> Then call the second person. Once the second person tap merge calls. Okay. Okay. Where's merge calls though? Oh, I see it. I got a Marine, you're on hold. Hello. John. Hey, Beth. How hey. Are you? Good. Um Good. Uh, hold on. I'm I'm gonna do a merge call here, okay? Okay. Oh my god, uh, the merge calls looks like a, a penis. I'm uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. I gotta screenshot this. I'm gonna and wait till I tell Marine. Alright, hold on now. Marine? Hey. Hi. John? Yeah, I'm here. Oh wait, Hi, there's John. this Hi, is this Marine? Hi, Donna Marine. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's good to meet you too. Okay. I... We're not talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know I know you. I've been listening to you for a while now. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> there's a there's a weird feedback too. Hopefully, yeah, there is kind of a weird feedback. It was just for a second. It might be because it was like on my computer, but now I have okay. it held up, and I think it's fine now. All right, all right. 
Yeah, no, yeah, it sounds fine. Um, let me, let me do a little John intro, everyone. So John, we met Jonathan and I, I, but you know, you're John, right? Like you're just, yeah, I'm John. um, yeah, you like have a back, what's that? Yeah, exactly. Like John yeah. Garfield. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> damn it. It's doing that thing again. Hopefully it's. Huh. Is it good now? Okay. Well, uh, so we met on, we did a Buffy rewatch podcast, which is actually on this channel on SoundCloud. If you want to listen to us talk about Buffy. And uh, I was forever impressed with John's vast knowledge of the genre of Buffy. And then furthermore, uh, horror, which is what we're talking about today. And um, I'm still getting the feedback. Do you hear it? Yeah, I hear it. I don't know what to do, though. Let me... I don't hear it. <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> it kind of sounds like like somebody's vacuuming the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need it. And it's coming in and out. It's coming in and out. I guess my thing would be like, uh, are you on speakerphone? I'm not, no. I'm not on speakerphone. Oh, okay. So it's not that. Um, right. Hold on. Let me... Uh, let me Google, uh, and I'm totally not editing the, editing this out. Um, no, no, keep it in. Yeah, it's, it's part of the process. Um, it's like it's like uh, Duchamp's broken glass, Beth. It is like Duchamp's bro- broken glass, uh, which is actually I don't I don't hear it anymore. So maybe yeah, fine. I don't. Yeah, I it was it was coming in and out, but um, maybe it's haunted. Three way oh call recording on iPhone. Okay. All right. Need to recall, okay, this is a, yeah, I hear it again. Conference. It was the ghost in the machine. Ah, oh, deus ex, ex machina. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that right. <laughs> uh-huh. I just, I watched a movie called that recently. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, Interesting concept, not really horror. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. Yeah. But it happens in a lot of horror movies. You know, yeah. suddenly something comes along and fixes everything. Like what? Like when does it happen? Um, yeah. Hmm. Let me think. Oh, oh. Uh, Hellraiser 2. It happens in Hellraiser 2. So uh, what happened? I've never seen it. At the end, I'm going to say this wrong, and then, and then people are going to get upset at me. But I haven't seen that movie in so long. Um, yeah, I'm have, like surprised you're you're going you're showing your horror knowledge going straight to Hellraiser two. That's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've never seen Hellraiser two, but okay, so what happened? Tell me. <laughs> I have, I have, okay, so I think at the at the end, there's you know like the new Cenobite, and he. Um, <laughs> He's even worse than the old Cenobites, but I think that the ghost in the machine of Hellraiser 2 is that Pinhead kind of turns out to be not so bad. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Let's all be friends. Thank you, Christy, for rescuing me. But I could just be misremembering all that. So That's how you wanted it to end. That was the happy version. <laughs> <laughs> like in Wayne's World when they do all the different endings. Yeah, that's that's definitely the happy version. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes the feedback again. There's Hold that on. feedback again. Is anyone old enough to remember those commercials in Philadelphia? There's that news van again. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
Channel 6 Action News. Do you remember the commercial that was like um, the Core States Bank commercial? What, was the like, commercial? <laughs> it, had a, it had a theme song and it had people... Sing it! Roller skates. All right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. Uh, I don't know all the lyrics, but it's something like... At the shore, Boathouse Row, Weekends in the Poconos, Mike Schmidt, Tasty Cakes. Something, something, I know what something, you're talking something. about. Remember? Yes. Like, I do yeah. remember this. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember. I'm glad you remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to, like, have to have feedback every once in a while. I don't know oh. what else to do. Sorry. Yeah. We'll live. I don't hear it, so don't correct me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i trying to find out here, but there's, like, no, it's like it doesn't happen. They're, like, I, I, it keeps on going to these help forums that have nothing to, they're, like, oh, how to do a three-way call, and I'm, like, no, I'm there. Um, Come back to us. I'm floundering without you. Well, yeah, we're fine. no, we're you fine. guys are doing good, actually. I thought um, you already got into Hellraiser 2. I mean, Jesus. Um, are you are you also 38 is that why we remember these commercials how old are you we were talking earlier we are exactly the same age i think are you 38 yeah okay Uh, and well he's a white male too though it's true you know what i was like i was so super excited to be on your show and then Mm -hmm. i listened to it last week Mm -hmm. where beth you repeatedly said i will never have a cis white male (laughs) (laughs) that's all she has on the show (laughs) oh shit (laughs) that's not true this is well, actually, yeah. You're the second yeah, she's like cis white male. Cis white male, so well, conflict. Thanks mm. for making an exception. Well, yeah, you, like, did you did you see the Gillette commercial? Were you offended? I didn't see the Gillette commercial. Um, it was yeah. Go ahead. Do you know it. about it? No, no, no. Tell me about it. It was like oh my god, you um, haven't seen it. It, it was like against. Um, it was sort of speaking out against toxic masculinity in a Gillette Razor commercial, which is fine. It just caused a lot of controversy, which is fucking embarrassing because, like, people don't understand that, like, toxic masculinity isn't, like, masculinity. It's about the toxic parts of masculinity that hurt men and women. But instead, men took it as everything about a man is being attacked. So there's this whole thing about it. And it's not, it's, like, actually such a bad commercial. It's, like, cheesy to the point. It's, like, they purposely did this to set up a, um, you know, a whole controversy on Twitter. It's, like, a social media fucking viral bullshit. And it's a really bad commercial. So I actually think everyone who's arguing about it is completely wasting their time. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Goofy. Um, but also kind of important because people don't seem to know the difference between talking about toxic masculinity and just being a man and how being a man is okay. Yeah. But like smacking your son for crying, not so good. Right. Right. I think that's a really fair point. And I think that a lot of people don't know that distinction and they yeah. for- forget that they're, whoa, that, that's <laughs> no. oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's, Something I could. <laughs> this is um, um. This is like actually um. 
What's that horror movie where they uh, the intro? No, the one where the is that when the um, the the uh, monsters get into the the phone system? Oh my god! Oh, um, nine seven six evil. Is that what it is? But it's like no, it's that's not what it is. Um, hold on. Um, There's also, uh, jeez. I know it's so bad. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people answer the phone and they melt. Yeah. What? Yeah. But it gets into the power lines. Right. And their heads explode. Yes! I love a good head explosion. Um, I don't... Damn, I pulse. don't remember what that pulse. Is it Pulse? Is it Pulse? Yes. I think yes. it's Pulse. Yep, yes. it's Pulse. Fatal Pulse. Yeah, that's... Uh, and this is, like, exactly like that noise on that, in that horror movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, don't, Am I going to melt? Well, no, head your, explode? your head's going to ah! explode. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I... Never mind. I'm fine. No head explosion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, thanks thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, um, but also, John, I was going to say, you're you're not a straight cis white male. So that's, that's very very true. So in um, that sort of way, I feel like it makes it okay that you're on our show. Okay. Because uh, well, I didn't know that you were gay. So I um listen. That reminded me, Beth. Do you remember? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, listen, that reminds me. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, I can't do this. It's against my religious beliefs. <laughs> no, no. Because um, what I was going to talk about was, Beth, do you remember the hole? Do you remember the gay porn? No. The hole? No. And that we totally watched. We watched it? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, get me. You know how when yes. it comes to porn, Marine, it's all about the plot. The guy, like it would, it was like these two, as we would say today, cis white males, like you mm. know, like bro dudes, like sitting there playing video games, and all of a sudden, like the phone rings, and like he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, it's the phone. Well, maybe it's the bitches, like whatever." So he picks up the phone, and the, just on the other end of the phone, he's like, "You're gay." And then it just basically turns into a gay porn. Like everybody that the phone gets the phone call turns gay, and that's the basis of the porn. I more of a comedy, I think, than a actual porn. Um, but there's definitely porn parts. Well, I would say I did not watch this with you, so I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Maybe no. it was just me and another roommate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, I can't say na- I, I can't say people's names. It's but. when we lived together. Yeah, I remember watching it on. Oh the, well, on duh! The if you're watching a gay porn with somebody who was your That's roommate, it would names. be. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. We had a gay roommate. That's who you were watching the gay yeah. porn with. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, I just didn't want to say. Like, but you know, you and I used to watch. Um, we got into for a second there the L word. Yo, we were so. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. I was really, I was like hooked on the L word for like, and this was back when Netflix delivered DVDs to your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, those were the those days. Were the days. Yeah. You know what, though? I think you and the other roommate probably watched that more than I watched that with you because I didn't watch a lot of the L word. Uh, no, Marina, I watched it with you. 
But you know what? Actually, I have to, you know what? I think that I got really into it and then just watched it by myself, actually. I think that's what happened. I remember seeing it Um, a couple times, but I I don't really remember the show that well. I, I yeah, I thought the lesbian sex was like, the lesbian sex was really hot in the L word, actually. Yeah. People should I was always tempted re-watch. to watch it because um, Pam Greer was in it. But she wasn't like, was she a major character or was she just I, kind of like... You know what? I should do a rewatch. I haven't watched it. Uh, so I'm talking when I was watching it. And I only watched like season one, season two. Because being that dedicated when you're getting DVDs delivered to your house just doesn't really happen. But yeah. um, I think I only watched to season two. And this was in 2004. 2005 yeah probably so i that this is over a decade ago i don't remember anything i remember the one butchess butch type of oh my god i'm being so offensive right now (laughs) she was like and i forget the actress's name but she was she was like the really aggressive like lesbian like the short blonde or the short black hair right Yes, yeah, yeah and I her. and yeah. she was like really aggressive in bed and everything like that, and I was always like, oh yeah, if I and also th- she was androgynous kind of looking, like uh-huh. definitely would probably you know non-binary probably or you know esque today, but uh, man, am I just digging myself a, an apology hole right here? But uh, <laughs> she was my favorite. Year old people. <laughs> she was my favorite. I, no, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> You think I'm, yeah, we're 38, everyone. Hi, everyone. We're 38. Uh, I don't think there's anything to apologize for. I think that back when the L word was was on, we didn't really have that term to use so much. At least it wasn't known to me at the time. Oh, I was like, we were actually just talking about this earlier. Like, I really didn't understand cisgender language until I was like 30. And, you know, so not that long ago for me, like being like, oh, I should refer to myself as cis. And, oh, I'm offending people in email by using the wrong pronoun. (laughs) So, oh, there goes the feedback again. Stop it. It told me to, like, mute this. I muted my computer, but I need the mic on my computer, basically, to go, um... Yeah, listening to me troubleshoot. This is very interesting. Anyway, let's talk about horror movies, okay? That's, yeah, let's talk about horror movies. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny that we started talking about queer stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, I in thinking about horror movies, I always think about queer subjects and, and yeah. reading horror movies is queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you can, like, that. that's kind of, like, a staple of queer theory is is going all the way back to like the the original Universal monsters, mm-hmm. you know, um, like Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. He was closeted when he wrote that, and he wrote it during um, Oscar Wilde's trial. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, and, and you know Oscar Wilde was on trial for sodomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, so Bram Stoker wrote this book, and if you look at it, you can really see there's some, especially like between Jonathan Harker and Dracula, there's definitely some, uh, you know, coding going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the other um, vampire uh, uh, 
novel that was out back in the day was a it was like a lesbian vampire relationship uh what the hell why can't i think of anyone's names um it's mm, was it Carrie? it was named after it was named after uh um the uh uh i, f I forget her name but there was the yeah, there was the sorry. film that, that came after dracula that was like uh dracula's daughter um which is really queer like that camilla is... carmilla duh. oh camilla oh yeah. yeah oh totally oh you're totally right yeah yeah yeah. Um, Sheridan Lafanu, whatever, however you say his fancy last name. But, uh, yeah, Carmilla was totally, uh, a queer relationship and, and vampire. And it was, it was really hot too, by the way. <laughs> and there, there was no <laughs> subtext there. It was definitely, um, a sexual relationship between the two women. But you're saying Jonathan Harker, you were with, um, Jonathan Harker and, uh, and, uh, Dracula. And, and and Dracula, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's you can also see it in in, in Frankenstein with, uh, especially like the Bride of Frankenstein mm -hmm. with the the two scientists creating almost like same sex parents creating a monster. Um, the problem back then was that all of those films were kind of uh, governed by the Hays Code, mm -hmm. which. It wasn't, it never actually said, you know, there can't be any gay content. At least I don't think it said anything like that explicit, but it did say that nothing could be portrayed as, uh, you know, deviant sexual behavior and also sympathetic. Mm -hmm. So anything that was deviant in some, by their definition, would also be conveyed as monstrous. Mm -hmm. So there was coded representation back then, but it, it wasn't the best coded representation. It was, you know, monsters and disease bringers and killers and stuff. Yeah. I've also heard um, people use Frankenstein as an example for um, being transgender in um, thinking about the body. I've heard that too. Yeah. I haven't literally read the essays, but there are a number of them in existence that um, talk about... Um, Frankenstein and queer theory in terms of being transgender. Um, and you know, a collection of body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and also it's like, um, yeah, basically it's, it's an, it's like a, yeah, it's a collection of body parts. Yeah. I can't, I can't, um, really try to, to, uh, actually dissect, the meaning behind it when I haven't literally even read the essays, but I'm, I think it, it makes total sense in, in a way, but, um, the other, like, well, let's, let's talk less. Um, let's, uh, let's bring it down a notch. <laughs> He's yeah. really, all right. This is two hosts from Del Delco and it's getting a little too educational up in here, but another <laughs> horror movie that makes me think of an analogy towards, um, being twin transgender or subversive or queer is sleepaway camp. Oh, I mean, man. yeah, that's, that's a good example. That was like, for me, honestly, the first introduction to, uh, transgenderism for myself as, uh, cause I saw sleepaway camp when like it was out. So I was like 10, 
I don't wait. No, like seven. When did I see Sleepaway Camp came out eighty three? Okay, no, I didn't say see it when it came out. I was two, but um, I but I I saw it when I was like young. I remember and being like not. I did not understand the ending at all. Like it was so, and it was the most terrifying thing. I, I so traumatizing. Um, well, that effect is so bizarre. Yeah, you know how they they have like the frozen scream. <laughs> oh, with a, it, and it looks like a Goya painting. The way her mouth yeah. is like wide open like that. Yeah, it's really grotesque. Like, um, and and just like the horror. Like, I actually rewatched Sleepaway Camp um, this past Halloween season, and I found so much more like uh like things that i relate to seeing like um people navigate like a cis world today being transgender the way that people talk to um it's angela baker is the main character the way people talk to angela and the way um people try to like sexualize her and she's trying like but she's like you know acts like she's uncomfortable in her own skin and it's like really kind of awkward in all those sort of ways. I don't know. It's a really, uh, great movie, I think for thinking in that way. Um, anyway, Maureen, did you, did you see Sleepaway Camp? I think I made you watch it in high school. Maureen. Oh my God. Maureen's not here. Maureen. Ugh, we lost her. Uh, for a second, I was no. like, she's like totally not into sleepaway camp at all. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe I'm, Angela got her. I'm calling her. I gotta touch the penis thing. So, um... Uh, okay. She just texted me. Hey. Uh, I, yeah, I just texted... John, like, you there? I just calling back. We, we, John and I were like so on this like rant that we didn't even notice you weren't there. (laughs) I figured you guys were just talking. Um, but yeah, so where were you lost? Where, where were you? I texted you Uh and I, I was like, I I didn't want to give you call waiting. Yeah. Like I didn't want to call because I didn't want to give you call waiting, which is like another definitely 90s thing. Yeah. Where did, uh, we, where were you, where were you left off before? Oh, it was like 10 minutes ago. Oh my God. So we were talking about um, uh, the queer section of horror movies and talking about the subversive. And then uh, John got into the Hayes Code, which is, which I actually Googled real quick because I had no idea what John was talking about. Because then I was like, wait, is that related to the comic book code? Because I remember. Well, it's, it's a very similar idea. Yeah, and I forget what the comic book code was, but it's it is it's exactly the same because they were saying in comics yeah. that it was too queer, and so they were like, um, "There's all these superheroes running around in tights. We can't have this." And right. uh, then there was like censorship happening within comics, and then we because of that, the whole alternative comic scenes comes out. But the Hayes Code is an uh, informal name for the Motion Picture Production Code adopted in 1930 but not in seriously infer- enforced until 1934. And it's just set rules of governing, um, you know, obviously puritanical, stupid shit. Anyway, 
um, really bad for the horror movie um, genre because <laughs> it's like so like this is one of those things also where like they had to have separate beds on TV right that's exactly kind of yeah, what you're exactly. talking about right yes um, and so in that sort of way though uh, creatively writers um, in horror and like the horror genre is all about the subversive and like um, facing um, the like things like head on like the queer space that's like something that people don't weren't talking about at the time but and then I also was talking Carmilla is this vampire novel that I love that is definitely like a lesbian like uh uh vampire human it's I wouldn't say it's a love story because it's you know the vampire is taking advantage of um the uh you know the human protagonist or i think the vampire is a protagonist actually in <laughs> in carmela no they're the bad guy anyway um and then we started talking about sleepaway camp because i was talking about when we were talking about frankenstein how that relates to i've i've heard, like read of essays that talk about it um in uh as like comparing it to being transgender like the narrative of frankenstein and um then we started talking about sleepaway camp and that's where we are. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought, I think the transgender thing is interesting. Well, I, I like the whole, uh, you've seen Being Human, right? That show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, applying those characteristics the to... The British Being Human. human characteristics, you know. I haven't watched The American Being Human. Me uh, neither. I've only watched the British one. Same. Yeah, I haven't either. Oh, okay. You guys know there's an American one, right? Yeah. I yeah, I just haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get there with it. Um, so, wait. So, being human, like, they talk about the characters in, like, a queer space? Like, the vampires, like... No. No, no, no. no? I just mean um, talking about these um, supernatural characters in terms of, like, human like human challenges mm. kind of like a like a metaphor right yeah pretty much in, in not too many words <laughs> yeah uh and well like we were like really into buffy like the right. vampire is the metaphor for teenagers you know um they're the you know the essence of never growing up kind of um mentality Right, and sort of, well, I think, too, like, vampires, vampires can be applied to a lot of different things. I think it depends on the characteristics of your vampire as well. Like, are they a bad vampire? Are they, like, a good vampire? Right, right. Do yeah. they drink human blood and kill people, or do they just, like, drink blood out of a bottle? Um, and Rice's vampires uh, are seem to all be pretty much, well, I would say bisexual, but um, it seems that, like, Lestat and um, uh, Louis were more of a gay couple in the novels than they were in the actual film. Mm-hmm. Um, although vampires can't have sex in Anne Rice books. They don't have sex. Why? They just don't have sex. They... Huh. Um, Isn't it, it's, they with, like, the blood? It's, it is sexual. Like, no, don't, like, it's sexual. They get sexual with each other, but there's no 
my penis is hard penetration sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but it is like uh, sexual. It is sexual, but it's not like human sex. Um, and I actually just finished um, Octavia Butler's Fledgling. Um, I don't know. Have oh, you, have you read, read that? No, I haven't. I, it's her last novel, and she was really into uh, my uh, other favorite series, Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse books. And for right, uh, <clears throat> John, no, that's evil did too. What's it called? <laughs> uh, True Blood. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's the. Yes. Sorry, the buzzing is really not going away now. Go away, buzzing. I don't know that's what to right. do about it. I don't know what to do about it. Um, whatever, whatever you just did worked. Uh, I just complained about it, and my uh, phone's in That's it. what you gotta do. All right, I'll just complain about it. Um, People say, "What good will complaining do?" A lot, apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Charlene Harris's Sookie Stock. Anyway, but in Fledgling, uh, there is a lot of sex, but the it's really awkward because the um, main vampire. Oh my god, I so suck at her at names. Well, her first name is Renee, and then because she can't remember her name, and the first guy she meets names her uh, Shuri. Her name's Shuri, and uh, but she's like fifty something, but she has the body of a child, and it's really oh. it's really disturbing. I um Claudia, right? Huh? From Anne Rice. Oh yeah, like that, Claudia, but I there's no, there's her. literally, there are no Claudia sex scenes. Okay, so Claudia is a child vampire in the Anne Rice books, but she, and that's actually a frustration for her. She's like forever a child, so like, but this vampire was actually so the vampire race and fledgling isn't the same. Like um, Anne Rice, uh. Anne Rice adopted the Bram Stoker. Um, mythology of the vampire and then expanded on it and octavia butler like completely rewrote it like her her vampires are like a separate race that have been on earth like before humans and uh you can't like like they don't bite and turn humans into vampires you're like born a vampire and um in any case so yeah anyway but they're they're androgynous creatures they're really tall and they're like androgynous creatures. Like, but the their men are men and the women, you know, have like female or like female um, private parts and the men have, you know, male private parts like humans, but they they're they just present androgynous. Yes. Yeah. 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 So but it's really disturbing. Um to to read the child thing, you mean? Yeah, because there's like yeah. child it's like child friggin' sex scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah. I was like, you know, but at the same time, like, uh, I mean, I, then I read more about it after I read the book and it was really, uh, it's really a lot like, um, she's discussing pansexuality, which is a type of sexuality where you don't see gender. It's like genderless. And, um, like, so, and that's like a certain queer space that, you know, I'm not familiar with or, or like comfortable with, you know? Um, right. So obviously it disturbed me sort of in that way, because honestly, when you, as you get to know the character, like when you're reading the character, you know that it's not a child. Like you, like they are like a, 
um, in the book, actually, she's like 53 or she's in her 50s. So um, in that sort of way, it becomes different. But in the very beginning, yeah, it's really just fucking disturbing. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about something else. No, but this is like, this is the horror genre. This is what the horror genre does. One other thing, though outside of the queer space that I'm interested in with horror is uh, confronting death. Mm. Confronting death. Like, yeah. so like what was, and the what got me thinking of that was my first, uh, the first horror movie I could remember seeing and watching and like scaring me, but also making me not be able to stop watching was Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah. And I was a little girl like when I watched that and it was because I didn't even really understand death yet. And then there's these walking corpses in this horror movie and it's just so terrifying. And to this day, zombies scare me like the most out of any horror movie monster, uh, a zombie, like that's what I'm most terrified of. What I, I love about that film is how, it just kind of glides right into the horror. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they get to the cemetery in the very beginning. I uh-huh. think like the credits have just finished. They have about five lines of dialogue and then a zombie shows up and it just keeps getting worse from yeah. that point. Like, you know, the situation is really bad. Um, and the violence is shocking. It's really get shocking. You, Barbara. Oh yeah, I had this. Get you, Barbara. <laughs> I had that plan. Stop it. <laughs> okay, sorry. And his name is Johnny too, which always bothered me. Yeah. That's my name. <laughs> but he's Johnny, um, not John. That's true. Okay. Um. But yeah, like, you know, it, it's a black and white film. So mm-hmm. I, when I saw it, I was really young, and yeah. I didn't expect it to be as violent as it is but there's scenes where you know like they're eating people's flesh and all this stuff and yeah it's uh it's pretty intense i felt like the fact that it was black and white made it so much more scary to me oh yeah when i was younger yeah and that had that effect honestly the zombie walk and the black and white and the zombie walk, I it terrifies me. I think of it, it just, that's really what struck me. is because it's like, I don't know, they're, they're coming at you so slow. But it's because, you know, they're dead. And they're these animated corpses. Like, I don't know. Um, and honestly, it's funny. I mean, vampires and zombies are the same. They're the walking dead, really. Um, but zombies personify like what decay is like what happens to the human body after you die and it's walking towards you to like eat your your flesh yeah Yeah. and also they come to you at masses it's not it's not just like it's like the overwhelming mass of it is what will eventually kill you not just one Yeah, yeah it's you can't get out from under it. The mass of zombies is what is terrifying about them, you know, because there's more dead people than there are living people, if you think about it, you know? Like, yeah, so if there was going to be that epidemic, right. that's what it would go down. And yeah. that's always going to be the case. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Dawn of the Dead, too, because, uh-huh. the you know, mall? The, the whole shopping mall motif. 
<laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's really, it's so cool. And sometimes it kind of feels that way. You know, nobody really, well, a lot of people don't go to malls anymore. Mm-hmm. But back in the good old days. Stop it. It kind of felt a little bit like a zombie apocalypse. Being at the mall. Do I have a mall? No, no, being at the mall felt like a zombie oh, yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, being at the mall felt like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around Black Friday. Yeah. I used yeah. to get the a zombie feeling. Stop it, phone. When um I, I when I would wait tables and we didn't have a hostess at this one place I waited tables at, and then people would just come in droves and come into your section, and I felt like a zombie apocalypse, like panic <laughs> over the droves of people coming at me. Oh my god, my phone! It won't stop. Maybe if you... Maybe you should call again. Do you want to try that? Like, hang up and then call again? Um, I don't think... I think it just can't handle, like, three people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the first three ways since high school, by the way. <laughs> Wow, you had an exciting high school. Yeah, right? That's what I thought when she said it. I was like, I didn't know that was going down. So we were friends. Um, One of the first horror movies I ever saw was Lost Boys. Oh. Oh, God. That's not that scary, I didn't see that until a couple years ago. It's a good movie. It's horrible, but good. It made such an impression on me when I was a kid. Why? I saw it at my friend's house. Um... I think because I had avoided horror, not avoided, but horror had kind of been kept from me. Me too. Uh, because I was a kid, you know, which is good, but my parents were also really strict Catholic, mm-hmm. and, and there were, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and there were things yeah. that I was just not allowed to see. Same. So it's the same situation, you know, I, I went over a friend's house, saw it on tape, and not only was it vampires but which was cool and scary and you know the, the great thing about the lost boys was it's not too scary mm-hmm. right um but it was also this whole you know goonies mentality of like kids banding together to fight off bad guys yeah which ingrained itself into my brain is something that I love, which I think is the reason why I love Buffy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, because Buffy's kind of a spiritual successor to the Lost Boys, I always thought. Aww. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the other thing about the Lost Boys that I think probably rang a bell when I was a kid, but I, I didn't quite know what it was, was that just that feeling of, you know, being an outsider. And, mm-hmm. I, like, I always felt like an outsider, so it, I think it, I think it kind of rang a bell for me. Um, yeah. And. <laughs> Stop plus, feedback. Stop it. <laughs> what? I'm, like, waiting for Beth to talk. No, why am I supposed to talk? John's talking. Oh, just because, I know, well. I, you haven't heard you respond in a while. And I was like, did you Because I'm looking up how to stop. It wouldn't happen that way. I'm looking up how to stop the feedback. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Stop so. The feedback. 
but no yeah that's like that's i i'm not a big into the horror genre really Mm -hmm. um i would try to make you be though in high school i felt like i had to watch a lot of movies yeah you did but it's like my thing i don't really like gore as much as i like i like like hitchcock and psychological thrillers and like johnny darko and you know, yeah. creepy, you know, I also really like post-apocalyptic and zombie movies, so that's mm-hmm. a little gory. I also kind of like, um, like torture, like I like the Saw movies. You like the Saw movies? I do, uh, yeah, which is yeah. weird, because it's, it's like a far cry, but it's like, there's it's the psychological aspect of it. Well, I only thing. like the first Saw movie, honestly. I, don't, I think I only saw the first one. Yeah, no, the first one I think was like, great, perfect, but then, like, it just got, like, ridiculously overboard as they went on. And and I, and also, the uh, James Wan is the director of the first one. And I uh, maybe I'm being like, oh, he wasn't involved in the, the uh, other, like, remakes of it. So it became, like, a, a, uh, a franchise rather than mm-hmm. what the horror movie was really about, which was, like, I think that's torture porn. It's basically torture porn. Yeah. So, did you ever watch Hostel, Marine? Because if you like, I saw, to remember because I feel like that. I, would, I feel like yeah. I did, but uh-huh. I feel like I might be also confusing the two, like mixing the two movies together in my head. Oh no, you can't mix them. You can't mix them because Saw and Hostel aren't the same. Like in a way, like they're both torture porns, but um, Hostel is like a bunch of dumb teenagers or or young 20 somethings that are traveling abroad and staying in a hostel and then the torture porn ensues where Saul is like a psycho killer torturing people in a oh you know what I think I might be thinking of hostel then oh okay well hostel which one's the one where you can like belong to a secret club with a tattoo and then torture people to death Hostel. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Okay, so you're thinking of Hostel. Well, yeah. you should watch the. Well, first off, Saul. The first Saul has um Carrie. Uh, what's his name? Elways. How do you say? His oh, name? really? I yeah. love him. So, and it's torture porn like Hostel. Um, and it's actually predates Hostel. Like basically, Saul is like the birthplace of torture porn. I feel like, and then Hostel came out. Then they were like, "Whoa, this made a lot of money," and then they made Hostel. <laughs> so I, yeah, I only, what? Huh? I find it fascinating you guys like torture porn because I what, really porn. you yeah, hate it. Yeah, I, I like it. it. So I love horror, but I hate torture porn. Yeah, but I, I mean it's cool that you like it, but <laughs> well, know, yeah, it's messed up. Like spit on, uh, spit on your grave. That's another one. That's like a yeah, revenge. Well, that's like revenge. But, I prefer revenge. I really would prefer revenge torture. Have you seen Spit on um, Your Grave, Marine? I don't think I have. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I should. I should because watch it's it. like I do really. I like revenge even more. Trigger warning. When, I like torture even more when it's revenge. Trigger um, warning, though. Uh, there's like a really trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, there's a graphic rape scene, which is where that's. But then it turns into revenge. So that's like right. you know. Um, God damn it, you freaking feedback. Stop it. And, okay, that worked. Um, I feel like if it's, like, what I think it is is if, like, all three of us are talking, maybe, it's just the microphone can't handle it. And then it's also, I think maybe that's it. I don't know. 
And then you guys, then everyone starts talking at the same time. So I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating that, that you guys both like that. I, I tend to, like, I have a few, um, things that I, that I kind of steer away from. Mm-hmm. Which are? Uh, uh, one is I, I just sexual violence in films. Like I, I can't, I, whenever I watch a horror movie, it's, it's always comfort food to me mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And I get cozy with it, but that kind of breaks the mood. I, I can't kind of get around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other is, uh, animals getting hurt. It just, oh. I just can't watch that. I am like, so yeah. with you on that. I yeah. cannot. And, like, you know what? And it always happens. Like, you start the horror movie, and then someone's dog comes out, and I'm just like, I got to turn it off because I know that dog. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know the dog's going to get it. The cat, especially, the cat will automatically, something's going to happen to the cat. Yeah. And it's going to be really upsetting. I just, like, the thing is, I it also is traumatizing to me, like, um, sexual violence and the cats dying. Um, but there's also kind of, like, after it happens, there's like this raise of blood pressure. And then after it happens, like the fact that it's not real, there's like a weird, like a release. Like there's like, it's like, it's like my utmost fear that I'm confronting and it's disturbing, but then, uh, it's not real. And then for, but that feels so good that, yeah, you know, it's, it's messed up. Yeah, no, it is. That is, Exactly. Yeah, you're totally right. That and is exactly what horror is about. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, like, for instance, John, we were just talking, um, the movie that just came out, um, The House That Jack Built. Did you watch it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. Okay, well, there's, like, in, like really graphic violence in it because it's about a serial killer, but it's, like, you're going through the kills with him, and it's also really awesome because it's told by, uh, through the um lens of dante's inferno which is right you were telling me about this yes which is like um one of the best harm harm stories (laughs) i mean you know (laughs) a guy a guide through the circles of hell i mean it's amazing but uh the the uh well you have to see it you have to see it. i can't keep talking about it but there's really graphic violence in it Um, and there's like even not like explicit sexual violence, but like, um, like there's no like rape scenes or anything like that, but there are like, it's just, it's disturbing. And, um, so I would be wary when you watch that, but, um, again, what it is like, there's just such a release that it's not real. And, um, and like, there's just no other film or movie genre that, like, really takes me safely to that place and confronting that kind of, like, horrible part of humanity than the horror genre. Like, I mean, I don't know. I um, No, I think you're totally right. That's what I mean when I say it's comfort food. It's, yeah. it's you get there, you get close to it especially with movies that are that are truly really scary you know you get real close to the edge but uh-huh. then oh wait i'm sitting in my living room well I'm also in the theater you, you know? like friday the 13th movies which are I total love gore friday the 13th. but friday the 13th is like a choreography of gore it's like a dance those movies where i feel like in that sort of way takes the bite out of it a little bit you know what yeah. i mean yeah 
I mean, like in the Kill Bill movies, how beautiful it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you there's also a predictable crescendo. So, but I feel like what happens when you see like a explicitly sex, sexual violence or extreme violence in a horror movie, you just don't think the movie's going to take you there. Like you just never and I think that's like what is the unnerving part of watching really graphically violent um, horror movies like that, um, where with Friday the 13th, you know how this is going to go. <laughs> you know, it's going to be uh. teens, you know, getting drunk and having premarital sex, which, you know, I mean, who doesn't do that? But, you know, the whole point of those, <laughs> the whole point of those was to be like, these teens are having sex before marriage. That's why yeah. Jason's going to get them. Yeah. Um, and cautionary tale. And, uh, but also you get like so caught up in the dance of it because like, so Jason enters the house and there's the people on, someone's in the kitchen and then there's the couple on the second floor and you know, he's going to go through the kitchen, kill this dude with a butcher knife, you know, grab a broom and skewer these couples while they're having sex or something like that. Um, well, actually, you know what? The most disturbing Jason kill for me, I think was the, uh, sleeping bag. Uh, kill. Do you remember this? Oh, one? yeah, the, the stumpy sleeping bag that against the tree. Fucked up. Yeah, that and and like, um, just the because you know what it is. They were whatever dummy they put in the sleeping bag. It's so good. Like the thump of it. Like it's so. And then I've never been able to camp comfortably uh, since watching that. I always think of that <laughs> freaking scene if I'm out in the middle of the woods in my sleeping bag. Like I always think of that scene. Oh my god! Um, I've never even seen it, and I can only imagine. Oh, speaking of, of creeping me out, horror movies for camping. Have you seen Backcountry? Yeah, I like Backcountry. That um, oh, it's so good because that is so real. Getting lost in the woods, fucking real. That's gonna happen. Uh, also, I'm a big fan of bears, though. So, I, well, <laughs> I kind of side with the bear. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they. They were places they shouldn't have been, and um, and whatever. The but that bear was a man-eating bear. That bear was like, that bear, you know, uh, was out to get them. There was like the, even if they like ran in the opposite direction, it didn't matter. That bear was going after them. But the the scene in that movie when the bear like presses its head into the the tent in the middle of the night. And like they're oh, sleeping, terrifying. yeah, and you yeah. know what's going on. That since seeing that scene, if I'm going camping, I swear to God, there's a bear pressing its head on the tent in the middle of the night. I can, I, I feel it like every time. I actually went camping alone shortly after seeing that <gasps> movie, and something I I'm sure it was a deer or something. Uh huh. Something ran past my tent and shook the whole tent. <gasps> oh <laughs> my! I thought about that scene. Uh, oh god well this was like i was camping by myself too and i thought about that scene because i swear something pressed up against the tent oh it's so scary anyway. and then camping is scary camping is scary mm -hmm. but it's great i love i it love is. camping we go camping is, all yeah. the time camping by yourself is, is probably the most scary thing ever uh, yeah. actually uh did you sleep well no, I didn't. And the other thing was, as soon as that happened, as soon as the thing shook my tent, of course, immediately I had to pee. Like, really bad. 
No, that's and not. Did you actually, did you get up and pee? I think I would have held it. No, I didn't. I, I held it for a long time until I wasn't afraid anymore. Oh, and then, okay. <laughs> then I did it. But... <laughs> I I probably wouldn't have I would have just literally probably wet my pants if something shook my whole tent in the middle of the night. Um, you found a bottle. There's a great film but, called Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Um, huh. And there is a scene where someone gets she kind of has the sleeping bag thing happen to her but, but not really. So she gets trapped in a sleeping bag in a tree kind of like a bear bag. Uh-huh. And she is stuck up there by her boyfriend who's like just being a dick mm-hmm. and he is like i don't know making fun of her or whatever she pokes a hole in the sleeping bag and peeks out and while she's looking at him the killer comes from the woods and kills her boyfriend while she's up there <gasps> and that scene is so scary that's to me. scary yeah yeah that's horrible it's on it's, like it's on youtube for free oh you need to watch it and it also yeah. has the best soundtrack ever okay i'm on it um the my other favorite horror movie this year was uh uh well i can't think of it now maggie is that what it's called oh is it that no it's not maggie it's um no what the no that's like a zombie movie with fucking arnold schwarzenegger which is you mean nicholas cage movie right yeah mandy oh my god mandy Mandy. oh maureen did you see that no maureen's You're I don't. Not... I don't keep up with things. It's okay. <laughs> well, especially horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like not my. Marine, I mean... though, you would love this because it's Nicolas Cage being his Nicolas Cageiest. Yeah, it is. He has never been Nicolas Cageier than he was well, in this movie. Yeah. Is it dramatic Nicolas Cage or is it like throwback fun Nicolas Goofy Cage? Dramatic and yeah. goofy. Dramatic. And I guess he does have the dramatic and goofy. Yeah. I do love Nic- Nicolas Cage. It's I mean, quintal, yeah, I watch it just quintessential him. Nicolas Cage. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the villain in the movie is both pathetic oh, and yeah. creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's two things at the same time, and that makes him very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is scary. Because I feel like if someone's pathetic, you want to kind of be on their side and protect them. And you feel bad for them. Speaking yeah, of which, know, but if they're doing horrible things, pathetic and creepy. I also have a recording of the weepy voice killer that I wanted to play for you guys. Wait, the what killer? It's a serial killer. His name, it, but his uh, nickname is the weepy voiced killer. Okay, hey, you ready? Ready? I love how the 911 operator told him to calm down. Anyway, yeah, the weepy voice killer. Yeah, that's what he would do. He would kill someone and then he would call 911 and he'd be like, I just killed this woman. I just stabbed her five million times. I don't know why I did it. And the reason. I've never heard of this. You never heard of the weepy voice killer? It's good. Anyway, uh, he. Wait, is this a movie or is this real life? It's real life, but it's. uh, it's, Yeah, it's real life. It really happened. 
But um, most actually serial killer horror movies are real, like from yeah. real life, which is messed up. But um, in any case, uh, he, yeah, he would kill people and then he would call 911 and confess to the murder. But, and, the, and how they captured him actually was when they were interviewed him, they got him upset to a point where he changed his, he went, moved into the weepy voice. Weird. Like it, it was like a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Weepy voice killer. Yeah. Anyway. I'm weepy voice killer. But anyway. it's like, anyway, when you were talking about the creepy, how creepy that the, uh, the villain in, in, uh, Mandy is like yeah. pathetic, but like sca- so scary at the same time, you know? Like. Yeah, that's, that's exactly exactly the, the creep level example. yeah yeah um yeah. marine huh marine, what would you say i think it's you know what i think the feedback's your fault mine yeah because as soon as you said yeah it just feedbacked it's my it's my delco voice um what is <laughs> what is your so okay so we are i guess hostel's your favorite horror movie no, no, um, I, no, that would be a difficult, I feel like there's definitely horror movies that I love, um, the horror, one of the horror movies that scared me the most that I remember, mm-hmm. um, which people think I'm a baby, and they're like, that movie was boring, but I could not sleep after watching this, like, I watched it by myself, and it gave me the most horrible feeling, and, like, I don't really get that, like, relief afterwards. Like, I just get this horrible feeling sometimes when I watch horror movies, but open water scared the shit out of me. I will never go scuba diving. Everyone was was afraid of that movie. That's a good one. Horrible to watch. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, God. Actually, open water was so scary. I actually, I've never rewatched that. Like, I only watched that once. the feeling it gave me. Yeah, because it's good. That made it a good movie. It's a great, you know, it's a great movie. The ocean is a great um, fear for like um, using within a horror movie, I think. Um, Because, I mean, it's vast. There's like, you know, so much about the ocean. We actually don't even know still today like so many creatures and species like that are still yet undiscovered. Also, the ocean is like takes up more like than landmass on earth and i mean that's pretty terrifying if you think about yeah. it it's and, a mystery it's a big mystery yeah i mean that's you know jaws that's another classic horror movie yeah. about the sea and there's just something about the open water like just the vastness of it and i think in open water that's like you don't really even see anything like no, it's, it's just nothing you don't see anything the terrifying so powerless in the water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got, we really, we can't see anything below us. We, mm-hmm. we can't move like whatever below us is moving. Yeah. And also open water, I feel like moves uh, in the same way we were talking about how in uh, Night of the Living Dead, where it's like, oh, like, you know, it's fine. Everything's, we're going to end it. And then I'll just immediately yeah. get right into it. Like, and that's yeah. how open water and, like, is. They're the going. Time, I- scuba diving and then next thing you know they're lost it's like how did that happen how could that happen sorry go ahead it was the feeling i had the whole time how could this happen because yeah. i thought they got saved when i started watching it i was like oh i thought it was like a normal like 
this is how they got saved, Tori, but, like, no. Yeah, that's, that's a really good choice for a best horror film. Yeah. Mm. Why, thank you. <laughs> um, you Beth, what's your favorite? Now I just started to think of, like, horror films on, um, in the ocean. But, um, my favorites, oh my god, I actually don't think I could pick a favorite, to tell you the truth. I mean, when I was little, when I was little, my favorites were Freddy Krueger, because I thought he was hilarious, and, <laughs> and I, I just thought the gore in them were, was because of the surreal nature of the dreams, and, like, how the killings happened was visually it was kind of like a it was like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse but it was Freddy Cougar that's the way I saw it when I was little I was like oh this is like an animated other world that is a horror movie but it reminded me of Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse I don't know I don't know it's weird wow but um I can totally see that I can totally see that yeah I mean still I think uh of uh the one the one mer the one Freddy Krueger killing where the girl turns into a cockroach, mm-hmm. and then she's in this giant roach motel, and then she realizes the roach motel motel is in Freddy Krueger's hands, and then he crushes it. Like, <laughs> fucking terrifying. And also the way, like, she's, ter- I mean, it's like Kafka's metamorphosis, but I had no idea about Kafka's metamorphosis when I was, like, eight or nine when I was watching this, but... Um, well, here's the other thing, John, we were talking about, I had unadulterated, like, uh, is that even the word? Anyway, uh, access to horror movies. I was allowed to watch whatever I wanted. Like when I was talking about watching Night of the Living Dead, I was four, I was four years old when I watched that. And I'm not kidding because, or I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm absolutely positive because I remember the, the house that we lived in when I was four and that's when I was watching it and I was four years old then. So it was like, I just was allowed to watch anything. So that's why for me, I feel like it's so hard to pick a favorite because I've been watching yeah. horror like literally my entire life. But Freddy Krueger when I was little. Um, in high school, I loved Halloween. Halloween's where I was really into Michael Myers. Because um, uh, Michael Myers just scared me the most. I felt like at the time, it was the most realistic um killer i mean obviously they did the whole supernatural bent where you couldn't kill him but the but otherwise i felt like he had the most realistic kind of background where it was like it made sense to me like this person this can exist like this can happen and and that and just the way that he had no soul and like was unrelentless like kept on coming at you like there was just no he was going to kill you just and the stalking scenes were like I really feel like Halloween were was the first films that really did the the voyeuristic like outside the house sort of scenes and and that kind of camera angle like just creeps me the hell out like um and now I I mean the thing about Halloween for me that's so scary is just you know, there's there's so many. At the end of Halloween, there's like a there's like a collection of shots of like different parts of the house. Uh huh. And I can imagine, you know, looking at different parts of your house and thinking, well, wouldn't it be terrible if there was someone standing there? And Halloween is the film that kind of capitalized on that and said, well, here is the thing that's standing there. Yeah. You know. Stop it. it Not you. The feedback. Stop it. It might be your phone. Maybe it's your phone. 
you think it's me? I don't know. I I mean, it might be doing the three way calling, but Marine, when Marine and I talk, we don't get feedback. All right. But it might be like the three way calling might be too much or something for my phone. Let's <laughs> do it, Captain. We don't have the power. We don't have the power. Um. Well, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Maybe I should have to blame someone. Yeah, I have to blame well, someone besides myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Michael. It's it's the pulse. Um, I mean, honestly, and then recently, like, now, my favorite horror movies, I mean, I really like The House That Jack Built, um, and the thing is, I was reading reviews. It didn't get very good reviews, and I was really confused by that, but I actually, one thing I feel like, horror movie people just either like horror movies or they don't and I really think it affects the way that they critically look at something and and also yeah I don't know I don't know I strange. agree I, you know I, I I never go by the reviews for horror films um horror films always seem to get bad reviews mm-hmm. um and the ones that that I am particularly fond of get kind of worse reviews than others mm-hmm. um so it, it doesn't really go into whether or not i i think i'm gonna like it mm-hmm. um i was actually really surprised that hereditary got such good reviews and such critical acclaim because i loved hereditary mm-hmm. and usually that doesn't usually i don't really like Critically um, acclaimed film. <laughs> I like trashy films. Well, I mean, last year I was so excited that Get Out got nominated for yeah. an Academy Which Award. Is a great film. Yeah, and it's like, and I was, but also it's a horror film, and I just love see, and because like, because everyone's like, oh, drama is like the best, you know, type of film, and you know, blah blah blah, like, and like they horror never gets like you know appreciated. In that, sort yeah. of, in that sort of light. So the other thing is what I like, I would way prefer, I actually predominantly watch horror movies than anything else. Like I pretty much only watch horror movies. And the reason being is every other movie just is, there's such a fake formula to it that's like, um, I that takes me outside of the movie. Like, I don't know. They just try it for it to be so real. And so, um, lifelike, whereas horror movies, yeah, it is about, you know, real life scares and stuff like that, but, and it does play within the genre itself, but there's like, I don't know, there's just a formula to it that I really appreciate outside of any other kind of film. I like what you said earlier about the Friday the 13th films, so you said it was like a choreography. Yeah. Um. And it is. You know eventually that the last person is going to see all of the dead bodies staged in some <laughs> yeah. bizarre way. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that scene's going to happen. Uh-huh. And it's going to be great when it happens because it's going to be like, you know, everything has hit the fan. Um, but it's always played like it's a surprise in mm-hmm. a film, but it never is. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it's not a surprise. It's more like it's scratching an itch. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's coming, and that's fine. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so in that sort of way, yeah, I just appreciate, like, uh, the tropes of horror more so than any other type of films or anything like that. But, um, so, John, have we established what your favorite horror movie is today? Um, it, that's a really hard question to answer, mm-hmm. but, um, I have a couple. I, I have a couple that I always say. Um, Alien was, like, my first favorite horror film, and Ooh, it still kind of is. That's a um, good one. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Alien. I, I, it still scares me, mm-hmm. and I love Ripley. Um, Again, that's the other thing. Horror movies um, embrace the subversive so the fact that like ripley was literally in the 80s our first female heroine superhero yeah you know? she, like she was you know unabashedly fantastic mm-hmm. right so yeah and and she's also very relatable mm-hmm. where a lot of times you know action films and stuff like that they'll have heroes that don't show fear and don't really show emotion but with Ripley and with Sarah Connor and a few others we got to see people who had certain emotional vulnerabilities and showed fear and and that made them you know like actually relatable real people Mm -hmm. and that's why I kind of like that's one of the reasons why I like the Alien series so much Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one of the most like personally, ex- personally important horror films I ever saw was The Exorcist. Because, mm. um, like I said, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and I feel like when I watched The Exorcist, I watched it kind of late in my horror life. You know, I was like, yeah. I was a teenager when I watched it, mm-hmm. a late teenager, and um, I felt like it was uh kind of a graduation (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'm watching this film this is something that i shouldn't be doing but this is a piece of art that i'm actually enjoying and it's something that i may not have done um if i was i don't know as restricted as as i guess i was supposed to have been mm-hmm. i don't know if that yeah well and that's it's like not, the whole well, it make to me. that's the whole premise of the film too because she's playing with the ouija board and getting into trouble that you know that's like yeah not supposed yeah. to be doing and that, that opens that little door for evil to come in and temptation her and her slut mom her slut actress mom no, i'm kidding sorry <laughs> Um, I loved Exorcist too. Um, because actually for me, it was like, what's that? Are you talking about the Exorcist too? Oh no, they. I loved the Exorcist as well. Watch, like, yeah, and but (laughs) the thing is, it because to me, it was like, to me, it was like, yeah, hello world. This is how fucked up Catholicism is. This is like real things that we have to talk about and deal with. In, yep. in in our theology, like I mean, I can remember in sixth grade, like having to pick out my saint for confirmation, and just all the martyrdom, all the it, it was yep. like gore. I mean, Saint Philomena, the saint of my school, 
was drowned by an anchor because uh, she, I don't know, she was Catholic and was like, I'm Catholic, bitches. And they were like, no, whatever. We're going to throw you over this boat with an anchor, bitch. Bye. And she died that way. So what does my church do? They have her displayed with an anchor. Like, how gory is that? Yeah. With an anchor at her feet because that's how she died. Yeah. I mean, that's how you show a a martyred saint uh, statue is like, how did they die? And then you got St. Lucy for the blind where she has eyeballs in her hand. Um. There's like, yeah, the saints are fucked up. And well, so yeah. there's like a lot of violence in Catholicism and um, the devil is real. The devil is a tangible, real thing in Catholicism. And it is, it is descriptively discussed and feared. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, that's what I love about the exorcist. It, it like really plays on that spiritualism. Have you seen um, Veronica? John? No. Ooh. Veronica? Veronica. Yeah, oh, it's... Veronica. Yeah, it's oh, a... It's oh. newer. No, um, I haven't seen it. But no. it's, it's Spanish. Uh, it's a Spanish movie. Actually, yes. I have seen it. Oh. It's the one with the mattresses, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That um, was that, a creepy film. Yeah, I felt like it was a... Like, and it's like an update to The Exorcist, like, more so than any other movie has been able to compare to The Exorcist as far as fucking scary uh, demon possession from a Ouija board. Like, Veronica, it's, is so good. And stylistically, it's, like, beautiful, too. It is beautiful. Um, so, anyway, just check in if you saw that. It was good. (sighs) That was good. (laughs) Maureen, have you seen it? Just kidding, I know you didn't. No. No. (laughs) Marie, what what was the last horror movie you've seen? Oh, I have no idea. Um, well, you know what? I've been watching American Horror Story. I've been going through the season. Oh, there you go. Actually, I mean, which I wouldn't have necessarily, but my boyfriend suggested it, and uh, we watched the hotel season first, and I fell in love with it. That's like the encyclopedia love, of horror. American Horror Story. Did you say that's Wikipedia horror? <laughs> I said encyclopedia, but same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fun. I like the hotel season, and I like the house season. Um, the hotel yeah. season was. Good. I'm 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 dying for there to be an uh uh what is it um Elisa Lamb movie to come out there. I mean, basically, um, you guys know who I'm talking about. No, no. She she was well the the season um of American Horror Story. That you're talking about is about um hotel is based off the what is it the cecil b um what is that creepy it's like kind of annoying how fucking dumb i am oh no i actually know this too um, what's the cecil hotel in los angeles yeah and oh. elisa lamb uh was it was staying at that hotel and she somehow got into a water tank on the roof of the hotel and drowned and died but nobody knew um but there was like foul um there was like a uh the you know she got into the water system her body decaying got into the water system really yeah and that's how they ended up finding her because they were like something must be stuck in the water tower and they went up there and it was this girl people like getting sick uh yeah people were getting sick and the water was like messed up and then the other thing was uh 
So this girl, she was staying there by herself. She was traveling by herself from Canada. And the, then they caught on camera because they were trying to figure out what happened. How did she get up there? And they saw in the security footage, this, there's this, and it's on YouTube. You can check it out. And uh, she's acting like really fucking strange. She's like yeah. in the elevator and she's moving her hands in this like way that looks like she's possessed. And it looks like she's talking to someone, but nobody's there. And then the yeah. elevator is broken or something, but she keeps on jumping in and out of the elevator. And this is like hours before she died. And nobody knows what was going on. If she was talking to someone or what. It's really creepy. Um, I and in any case, this hotel, though, has like a number of creepy occurrences. Uh, like, what's his face? Richard Ramirez lived there. The, the, that one serial killer dude who was all satanic and shit. And um, there's just a lot of creepy and people have killed themselves there. It's like a creepy hotel. In any case, the American Horror Story um, Hotel is that's it's inspired by by that oh. mythology of that hotel. But the Elisa Lamb, there was a horror movie, um, horror movie, um, that was based off, uh, it was based off, like, her dying in the water tank, and it was like, what the hell was the movie, uh, horror movie, Based off of God damn it! I hate how I don't remember anything. Um, it's not The Ring, but it has that actress in it. What's that actress's name with the blonde? Oh, hair? Uh, Campbell. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Japanese. Interesting. Is it like? I feel like I should know that. I, you know, I can't remember the movie, but, uh, there is a horror movie that takes place, like, that is based off a ghost that's haunting this apartment building, and it, the ghost somehow drowned in the, uh, and got into the water, um, and drowned in the water tank, but, and, but in any case, but there's not an actual Elisa Lam horror movie, and there has to be, because it's so... They have to do something like a documentary, even or something. Nothing. There's there's nothing Very on it. But, um, but it's uh, really mysterious. Anyway, I always yeah. I'm always bringing this up. <laughs> Please go watch the elevator footage, guys. After we get after we get off the phone. What's the name? Uh, the hotel is called Cecil Hotel, and it's Elisa Lam. E L I S A. L A M. That kind of reminds me of the. Huh? Oh, wait, here I'm it sorry, is. Yeah, because it's like. Wait, is it Chinese? It's a Chinese movie. What the. F oh, wait, no. I haven't even seen this. This is a Chinese movie. But I haven't seen it. Anyway. Huh. Sorry. You know. It kind of reminds me of The Sentinel. Where, did you guys ever see that? The Sentinel? Uh, it sounds familiar. What it is has, that? Um, Beverly D'Angelo in it, and um, this woman moves into a condominium, and the whole place is haunted. Oh. And there's just, just like all these different spirits, and it has it has this one scene in it that is just absolutely terrifying. 
where she's, you know, in bed at night and she kind of like walks across her bedroom and it's dark Mm -hmm. and there's this creepy, creepy ghost in the corner. Um, You should see that movie. It's it's great. We didn't really, yeah, ghost stories are really good horror movies too. Oh yeah. Those are ghost ghost uh, story sort sort of movies are the ones where uh, I'm a little on edge after I watch them, like especially yeah. if I'm by myself. Like, yeah, you're just like, what was that? Um, oh, you know what used to really actually creep me out, and and like legit creep me out um, when it comes to ghost stories and the best ones, unsolved mysteries. I yeah, I used to love watching that show. Yeah, I mean, I would be like, uh, oh wait, I'm here, I'm home by myself. I I actually don't think I should watch Unsolved Mysteries because <laughs> it's gonna get creepy. Uh, there was one time I was watching Unsolved Mysteries and there was a fucking thunderstorm and the electricity went went out and I literally all I did and it was a ghost story Unsolved Mysteries and literally I fucking screamed and ran down my steps and I was just like in the kitchen like in a corner like because there it was, I just had to be in a corner because I was just so fucking terrified because <laughs> the fucking lights were out and I was like literally just watching a ghost story it was just like the worst timing ever like that's scary yeah the yeah. theme song alone for that show was the best and terrifying yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and of course I, uh, can't remember, uh, his name, um, Robert, uh, uh Steph. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. It's so hard being stupid. Um, uh, Robert Stack, anyway, his voice was like really, yeah, I mean, just as soon as like, just gets you right at the credits and he's, coat. he's got the trench coat on he's out at nighttime he's always out at nighttime and it's foggy ah it's just uh not good <laughs> not good definitely it's always a full moon and foggy anyway um all right well look we have been talking for an hour right now hour and a half actually wow yeah wow. um we, we talked through all of the uh all of the feedback and everything I know. I'm really sorry to everyone listening to... Thank you uh, for the apology section. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I should. Sorry for the feedback. Sorry for not remembering anyone's name. Uh, and sorry... What the fuck is that actress's name? If I could just find that know. actress's name. She was in The Ring. What the hell is that blonde woman's name from The Ring? She Isn't was, it, it's Naomi yeah. Campbell? Oh, you know, yeah, it's Naomi Campbell. Yeah. All right, hold on, we're gonna. I'm she fucking was in the Drive too. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Let's get that to her. Is my favorite. That is, I love that movie. What Mulholland Drive? Movies. Yeah, that's. That was one. my first date with my husband. Oh, really? Oh. Many, many, many years ago. That's cool. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I've seen that movie like a number of times, and it, that's another movie that just leaves me with a creepy feeling. It just has this feeling to it. Oh, yeah. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. Wow. She was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Really? Oh. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not at the... Dude, no. I'm at Naomi Campbell. This is this is uh, not a white woman with blonde hair. Oh, Naomi Campbell is, uh, <laughs> is a model, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what the fuck is... Not Campbell. That's not who we want either. No. 
Naomi. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Ah, oh, that's who we want. We want this bitch. Finally. God, Sorry, right. I led you astray. It's not your fault. It's like, you know, uh, nobody knows. We don't know anyone's names. Because, yeah, I was kind of like, I was I like, why? The one who remembered her name. She was on, like, I was kind of like, uh, this resume looks not like what I'm expecting. <laughs> not what I'm expecting. Prince of Bel-Air, no chance oh, that. She was in oh, Funny oh, Games, oh. too. Funny Games is a good, like, that's a violent fucking movie. Oh, you guys would like Funny Games. That, that's a movie that I, I kind of shy away from. Yeah, I'm sure that would upset you. That is, like, yeah. fucked up. Maureen, have you seen Funny Games? Yeah. You have so much to watch. You you need to watch Funny Games. People uh, always tell me stuff to watch. Uh, uh, it's not here. Have you seen the Asylum season of American Horror Story? Yes. I have not. That was my favorite season, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really dark. There's a nun in it. Yes, that is true. It's scary enough. Yeah. <laughs> the one and none in it? Yeah. Yeah, that is scary. Um, but it's... I... I can't quite explain why, but it really kind of emotionally impacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... I mean, that's like the open water thing. It's like there's an emotional... Yeah. feeling that you take with you. My favorite American Horror Story horror story season is season one. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, season, the first season one. Season one is so good. The, the, it's like perfect. It's just so perfect. Yeah. It is really good. Um, I, mean, I, love like the I love how they just they just take the music from so many different films. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It is cool. I have no... I can't find this fucking movie. It really bothers me that I can't find this. Um... Uh, well, bitch, don't look now. I am. Wasting my time. Because, well, now it's driving me fucking crazy. You know how that happens? Now you're going all over your phone, and then you're gonna go have to apologize on your phone. Go all over your phone. Go all over your phone. The bringing? Is that what it is? Well, I pre apologize for all of the things that I did in this episode that were <laughs> annoying. That's good. Um, That's good. That you pretty apologize. It, but I, I, I don't think that, in my opinion, you don't have to apologize for anything, John. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I actually always love, for, for the record, I always love the apology section. Thank um, you. Thank you. It's actually, it might not be for the reason that you think. I, I love it because I think it's really funny. <laughs> Uh, well, that's why I do funny it. Funny about apologies, John. I, I do it to be funny, okay? Um, look, I can't find this movie. We're just I'm just going to have to bring it up in the recap. John, I'll let you know what the movie is. God damn it. All right. Text it to me. Yeah. It wasn't even, it yeah, wasn't even that good. Got it. It, it wasn't even that good. Tweet it out. Um, Tweet that motherfucker. Okay, well, any uh, last thoughts on horror? Um, Gus just is yelling up, telling you to shut up. So I think... Okay. About that time. Yeah, it's about that time. Everyone, uh, closing horror. To to closing horror movie uh, thoughts, Maureen. Um, I just want to say thanks to John for being on the show, and um, 
I learned about a little bit more about art tonight. That is all. That's it. That's it, Maureen. Yeah, Maureen, uh, are you gonna watch Funny Games tonight? Watch it tonight. No. Why not? No, I can't tonight because I'm going to bed after this. No, I'm a baby. I can't watch that. So that's what I can say about horror. I can't watch it before bed. I'm a baby. Maybe we need to do this. Is just like high school, right? Um, because I'm starting to feel like obligated where we have to hang out and I'll have to pick out a horror movie to have you watch. Mm. <laughs> Like, because I feel bad for you. I mean, um, John, closing horror movie thoughts. Um, I, I want to say that uh, as much as I love horror movies, I love horror fans even more. I always find that I'm, I can get close and feel camaraderie with horror fans. And I, I appreciate that very much. Um, and I also want to say thank you so much for having me on the show. And, you know, you guys have a really good um, timing between each other. You're, ah. you, you have a very, very good back and forth. Um, and th- this just proved conclusively it's Maureen's phone. Because right when she said, huh, it just I static. Heard it. I heard it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you. I mean, I think it's probably because uh, Marie and I have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been practicing our timing since high school. Yeah. Oh, it shows. <laughs> you have more than once cracked me up on a Septibus, which is a weird thing to watch when like somebody just suddenly laughs for no reason on a Septibus, but I'm actually listening to you on headphones. So well, congratulations for making me look weird. It's that better than... an awesome compliment. Thank it, you. It's I, better I, than... I made my day. It's better than <laughs> masturbating in front of them on a Septibus. <laughs> I, my closing horror movie thoughts... Thanks for asking, everyone. Uh, my closing horror movie thoughts are... No, just kidding. I love horror movie fans, too. I think that is a really great point. Um, because when... I don't know. It's the kinship of the dark sense of humor. Uh, people who are in horror movie seem to be more in tune with subversive topics and lifestyles and are open, more, more open uh, to talk about anything and non-judgmental. That's what I feel like. And yeah, again, I said the dark sense of humor. People who like horror movies are way funnier than anyone else. Uh, I've uh, come to... People who like comedy are not funny. They're obnoxious. People who like horror are funny. And people who yeah, and people no like drama are boring Disneyland loving motherfuckers, and I want nothing to do with them. <laughs> so you don't have to do that. Next week you have to have a Disneyland loving drama oriented motherfucker on your show. Well, that's pr- I mean, well, our next episode is on penis. We're talking about penises, and oh. We were, we're, we're planning on just Marine and I talking about it because, uh, you know, uh, we... Neither of us have a penis. Neither of us have a penis, so it should be Neither interesting. Neither of us have a penis, and we're just going to do no research and handle it the way that white men handle things like abortion. But the fact we're that you... Talk about it, 
that the yeah, fact that you literally just suggested that we should invite a Disneyland loving motherfucker for the next episode. The next episode is about penises. It makes me really tempted. Like, I really think we should. Like, I, like, <laughs> like, get one of my friends who just like fucking loves Mickey Mouse and be like, will you be on my podcast? And just don't tell them and then have them come on our podcast, Marie, and then be like, we're talking about penises today. <laughs> Sorry, we lied. We're not talking about the notebook. We're talking about penis. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. Hey, um, man, just because someone loves Mickey doesn't mean they can't love Dickie. Oh, that is. A- the Little Mermaid oh, is all cocks, by the way. All cocks, all the time. Mm, Little Mermaid. There's a lot of dicks in Disney. There's a lot of dicks in Disney. Uh, the Lion King, there was like a few hidden dicks. There's a lot of it's hidden true. dicks. Yeah. It's true. All right. Okay. Now uh, we're 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 veering uh, into next week's topic. So okay. Thank you everyone for listening. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on everybody. And um, I I love you guys. I love both you two. And I'm yeah, so. I love you guys too. I was feeling. Tonight. I love you as of tonight. I, I love was, you as of tonight. So I can't wait to finally see your face, John. Yeah, John. You have to meet John in person, Maureen. I know. Um. But also, I was really depressed. Like when I started this podcast and I just want to say now that after having this conversation with you two about horror, like I'm not depressed anymore. I'm actually, I feel great. Wow. So this is what like, you know, great three way phone calls are all about. It's for cheering, cheering yourself up, you know? Um, okay. All right. Bye. 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 I'm still here, though. I just hung up on them, but I'm still here. Anyway, bye. Podcast. Podcast. Do do do. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Oh yeah, it's a four house on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.